in case you weren't aware. What? This is being recorded shit. Okay, so we can start with introductions. I'm Carrie, the DM, GM, whatever you want to call me. I don't care. You run the game, you call the shots. I am the old. temporary god and, of uh, this world. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's shots? Hell yeah. <laughs> this is a one shot. Yep. Yep, just one. So, oops, only one. We can introduce ourselves and our characters, but we'll save descriptions for later. Right, just names. All um, right, so who'd like to go first? I'll do it. I'm already talking. I never shut up. Uh, <laughs> it's me. I'm Sage. Uh, they, them. And I will be playing uh, Camarie Leon. Ooh, fancy, fancy. Uh, I'm I can go next. Uh, so uh, my name is Moss. I use they, them pronouns, and I'm going to be playing Ray Vry. Hi, Ray. <laughs> Welcome to the group. <laughs> say what, if, what so interesting fact about yourself. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, well, High school all over back. again. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, I am... Uh, Belmont slash a trench coat kobold slash a lot of names, and I will be playing Rika. <laughs> and uh, I use Shears. I am <laughs> uh, Cam. Uh, he his, and I will be playing Professor Ara McCow. I love Aaron. that. It's so fun to say. <laughs> I know, that's such a fun name. Do we want to do character oh. pronouns as well? I don't know if anyone has. Oh. Yeah, if you'd like. I just thought of that. Because I use they, them pronouns, but Ray uses she, her pronouns. So. Oh, right. Kamarui uh, is uh, he, him. I'm going to write this down. Yeah, I actually normally play uh, he, him, but I'm playing a she, her today. And her familiar is also a she, her. Pharaoh. Switching it up. Yeah. Yeah. All right. The professor is he, him. Cool, 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 cool. Thank I also you. apologize in advance for my lack of being able to voice worth a damn. Oh, <laughs> don't worry about that. I don't think we're <laughs> really. What? We'll what be fine. We're not all professional voice actors. For some yeah. reason, every NPC <laughs> is going to sound the same. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, that's crazy. I do a good Murloc occasionally, but only like if I get in the right mood. <laughs> oh, right, right. Show us my goal. I like to think I have a good kind of a demon voice. Ooh, show me. No, that was a lot of pressure. Sorry. I'll fucking do it. What uh, what should I say? Uh... I said, no, you. Put you on the spot. (laughs) I don't know. Say uh, Orb of Arwick. Hello. That was uh, that was me saying hello. Hello. Uh, hello. <laughs> I can't do it right now. Never mind. I, uh, I, I gotta be in the food. Oh, <laughs> it's, it's a I'm verbal. Not... It's stubby your toe, but verbally. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm too hydrated for this shit. Somebody give me <laughs> some alcohol. <laughs> too hydrated coffee? and sober. Oh, uh, yeah, that's true. That also does dry my throat out. Yeah, uh, you, you tend to be one uh, pretty dry for it, um, which is exactly why I only kick it out whenever I only have a scene 
with that and no one else. And uh, that's it. <laughs> and like, I said, this one's go. for my warlock. And then uh, I said, here we go. And then, <laughs> like a foolish fool. Uh, and that's how you do it. Uh, step one to doing voices. First step, do them wrong. And then eventually you'll do them right. <laughs> and that's okay. That's very inspirational. We need it on a shirt. Be be okay with uh, not doing voice good. Uh, whenever I first started uh, do, trying to do NPCs, um, I would pretty much switch them up every time. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, uh, Captain Everbright is uh, Irish today. Uh, just so you know. <laughs> Please be patient with me. <laughs> and that's it. Perfect. Well, are we ready to get started? Yeah. Yes. All right, so the Melrose docks have always been a bustling place. Um, And with dawn breaking over the horizon, ships are already making their way out of their ports. Guards patrol the docks heavily, and dockmasters walk around overseeing their own sections of the docks. The smell of seawater and breakfast pastries greets you all good morning. And the midsummer sun warms your skin, even this early in the morning. Each of you hold the same flyer in your hands, probably found on the same notice board, right as you come in off the docks themselves. The flyer had very little information on it, but the gold lining of the paper and the fancy golden seal at the bottom caught your interest. Artifact wanted, the Orb of Arwick. Skilled and experienced artifact hunters, please see Zoller McKeel at Merriweather Museum. And it gave you all the date of what is now this morning. So you stand outside of a large flashy looking building. Like it's like elven architecture mixed with sort of a tiefling flair, almost like for our reference, like French meets fantasy style buildings. Uh, The Merriweather Museum of Abnormal Artifacts. And as you approach, you begin to notice each other. The same look about most of you, and you recognize the flyer in some of your hands or sticking out of your pockets as you're approaching. And before the first of you are even up to the first couple steps towards the museum, a nearly teal-skinned tiefling approaches you with a flashy smile from the steps above. And he approaches wearing a pink suit and tie with a white shirt underneath white lined black tattoos visible up his neck, stopping just at his jawline and his chin. Some are visible underneath his sleeves when he moves his arms, kind of holding them out to you to greet you as he approaches. Um, Fangs long and sparkly white. Oh, I'm sorry, that was loud. (laughs) Uh, He says, welcome, welcome. My name is Zoller McKeel. And he approaches to shake your hands. Um, Just each of you individually. It doesn't matter who he's shaking hands with first. He says, I am a scout for Mr. Merriweather himself, and I need to find the most capable of artifact hunters and treasure seekers. And of course, to give generous amount of gold for a job well done and an artifact well plundered, you are experienced in the art of treasure hunting, I presume. And he looks to each of you. Uh, Yes, sir. I I am very, uh, very, very knowledgeable in the... uh, the obfuscation of artifacts. Yes. Perfect. That's the kind of enthusiasm I like to hear. Camarie oh. simply nods. Just, just like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. 
All right. He says, wonderful. If you would follow me, my office is actually away from the museum during business hours. And he kind of leans in a little closer and he says, uh, Merriweather likes to keep his new arrivals secret to the public until the big reveal. He's dramatic in that fashion. Please follow me. And he starts leading you down the street. Uh, Kemari is going to uh, eye the others uh, briefly as, as if, uh, you know, sizing them up and uh, allow them to go first and uh, follow us after. Okay. Ray just eagerly follows. Perfect. All right. So you follow, it's about maybe a block away. Um, follow him down into what looks like a normal house on the outside. It kind of just looks like one small, it's a one story home. And he walks up and he opens the door for you. Um, it's the same sort of elven tiefling architecture. He opens up the door and uh, kind of just stands back and holds his arm out to let all of you in first. And he says, right this way, please. Um, entering, the office looks like it was once a small home. Um, the living room is like the main office and it's got comfortable seating and um, there's one open archway into a small kitchen. And he, as he walks in and kind of motions for you guys to sit down, he asks if he can get you anything to drink. Uh, he's got water, he has ale, he has some of Tucson's fine wines. Um, anybody indulge or is it water? I Just, would like a cup of chamomile tea, if you have such uh, things. You seem like a man of class, and I would like to think that I, too, being a bird of class, uh, could appreciate uh, a, a warm beverage of sorts on this fine day. Well, you know, we actually do have many different kinds of teas. Uh, anybody else up for some tea? Uh, such fine tea. A sip of water. Thank you. Water, tea, yeah, okay. Water is fine for me as well, thank you. <laughs> Camry uh, <coughs> clears, uh, clears his throat a little bit and says, uh, in, in kind of a hoarse voice, uh, I'll have water. It was a long journey. Of course. Uh, he steps away to kind of give you guys, you're all just now sitting, it's like this awkward waiting room sort of scenario. You're all sitting next to each other and- Nice. Your host left, and you're just kind of oh, like, yeah, yeah. Mm, okay. Um, Camry looks um, very awkward to be sitting. Um, uh, his wings behind him are kind of uh, shoved over the back of the chair <laughs> uh, and, and um, kind of resting upon them and uh, looks very uncomfortable uh, to be sitting in this waiting room. Um, and it is, is just kind of, uh, watching the others. Uh, what do you, what do you guys look like? Um, yeah, um, go ahead and looking, just looking appearances only. Oh, yeah. right, right. Looking at Kamari, Kamari, uh, appears to be an air, an Aarakocra of some sort, um, with, uh, his wings behind him on the chair. And, uh, he has kind of a, uh, very soft appearance as far as his feathers. Uh, some, if, if you know uh, birds or if you know Aarakocra, because uh, they're not the same as any Aarakocra will tell you. Uh, this, you might know this, uh, that Camry uh, appears to be a morning dove. Though, uh, if, you, if you do know anything about um, Aarakocra, um, 
he seems to be uh, darker and feather than usual. Like uh, his uh, done, his uh, done is uh, more darker colored than others, and like uh, he seems a bit out of sorts. His his wings seem uh, shorter, and his beak. Uh, chipped and more rounded, perhaps wear and tear. And um, right, he's uh, he's sitting very stiffly uh, as as he uh, watches uh, and, and his gaze passes over each of you. Anyone else? I can go next if you'd like. <laughs> oh, right. And in fact, he uh, he he uh, visually inspects Ray first. <laughs> Just a tiefling, very like rose blush pink color. Um, she's got sort of a lavender color hair. It's very long and very flowy. Um, currently having just been traveling, she's got it pulled up uh, into like a high ponytail essentially. Um, and she's, I don't quite know how to describe it, but they're the horns that kind of go like bloop. You know what I'm saying? Like they go back and then up. They're very oh, nice, like a like a gazelle. A Thank you. Bloop was yes. perfect. <laughs> the bloop, yes. yes, yes. Um, and she is. Uh, she also has. I guess the only other like really striking feature about her is she has very very bright blue eyes. No sort of uh, pupil or iris to be seen. Just blue. Wow, that's pretty cool. Uh, Kamara does not say this. That is me. <laughs> uh, the professor. Uh, he's a very short, somewhat rotund uh, macaw kenku. He has very vibrant red and white and blue and uh, green and yellow plumage. Uh, on his head, he wears a small turban with a single, it looks like a pretty cheap gemstone uh, <laughs> with a little feather. The turban is purple, the feather is green. Um, he sort of wears like traveling robes. Uh, so you can see he has lots of like little pouches and things hanging off his belt. Um, he kind of has like a, a harness on. On one side is these very carefully organized little vials of what look to be dirt uh, with little labels on each of them. He's got at least 30 uh, across like one side of his little bandolier. Uh, and he has a very large book on his hip. Yes, I know for describing my character. <laughs> um, and uh, he had he has on his uh, lap sort of almost a comically large staff. Like it's definitely too big for him, uh, but Aww. it has sort of a little floating uh, gemstone. And he seems like he's having just sort of like going with the flow, having a good time. Uh, but you also sense that there is sort of a shrewdness to him, very, sort of a an academic intensity that does not come out at first, sort of buried underneath his his feathers. <laughs> very interesting. Rika is um, casting her looking a bit jittery almost. She's... She seems to be some kind of a darker, like a nice, kind of kind of medium done kind of color of elf, uh, with really nice, like almost feathered hair and various shades of brown and 
It's almost some green sticking in there. Um, she's dressed in what appear to be some kind of uh, traveling leathers with almost what may be adjustable harness of some kind. Um, and just some simple, colorful, but very simple, loose, somewhat loose clothing underneath it. Um, off her hip hangs a whip and um, just a simple, small scimitar. Um, and on her shoulder, and now sitting on her lap that they're sitting, is a very tiny feathered creature. Uh, we will recognize it as a, as a microraptor, a, about, about two feet long, a very feathered, tiny little raptor with an extended wing feathers on every leg, every limb. Um, it kind of looks around at you all, not aggressively, just curi with curiosity. Uh, Rika's most noticeable trait, however, is probably her piercing yellow eyes. Um, a little unsettling to see in an elf. Mm, that's very interesting. She seems uh, very almost nervous. Mm, uh, Gamari is going to uh, clear his throat and kind of lean forward uh, with his elbows on the arms of the chair and clasp his um, uh, hands together and say, uh, well, uh, our meeting didn't allow much time for introduction. Uh, who are you all and how did you come to be here? My name is Radiance Fry, but you all may call me Ray. I, uh, this is not my first dungeon crawl, not my first artifact hunt. So just part of the job for me. All right. Do you, uh, are you an archeologist or treasure hunter? What's your thing? Somewhere in between. I like learning about history. I like learning about things of the past, but I- uh, But you like the coin. I do like to make a little money, yes. And you, uh, and he uh, nods towards the macaw sitting across to him. Uh, what's your, um, and, and he kind of gives a vague gesture at, uh, his whole getup. <laughs> oh, uh, you must be signaling to my Raymond. Uh, uh, you may call me the professor. I uh, am a representative of the archives. I am a soil scientist, as you will see by my assembled collection of various uh, soils, manures, and detritus from across this great continent on which we live. Uh, I am hoping to find some new samples for the archives collection. Uh, and uh, being that I am an educator, our money is not very good. So making a little extra on the side uh, is always a good thing because this country terribly underpays its teachers. <laughs> Sorry to hear that though. Uh, I can respect that more of an academic disposition. And you, uh, Elf. What's, uh, what are you here for? More for corn or more for the uh, science, one might say? Rika kind of, she just, she almost doesn't realize you're talking to her for a moment. And then after a few seconds of silence elapsed, she kind of looks up and realizes you're speaking to her. And she goes, I, I, I well, I make a study of 
the old things of the world, myths, legends, dusty journals, tones. It always suits well to go into these old places and see what you can find. Mm. Camry uh, leans back in uh, in his chair, and you could see an approximation of a smile, or the best uh, one might get being a bird, uh, as he rubs uh, the, the bottom of his beak as one would rub their chin. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and <laughs> sorry, my partner gave me a visual, and it's very funny. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and he says. Um, well, uh, I suppose our interests are aligned in such a manner. That tends to be my trait as well. You can see that he's dressed very plainly and very uh, practically, uh, like uh, thick pants and uh, a baggy, you know, more uh, long sleeve peasant shirt. And uh, but he, what's more on him is supplies, so like a, a sack and. Um, to, to carry uh, things in belts and uh, satchels and um, pouches and uh, he you you do notice two sheaths for a dagger and uh, also strangely a um, what looks to be something similar to a lute uh, like a like a bastard child of a lute and a lyre uh, as well as a uh, bow of, a vi- of what looks to be a bow of a violin hanging off of it and he says. Um, you may call me Leon. Uh, I'm, I suppose, a mix of all of that in a way. I have an academic interest. I uh, do require coin to survive. And though I would say my true passion is one of uh, preservation. I retrieve artifacts and uh, rescue them, one might say. And uh, though I, I would say my... Uh, Artifacts make money, but uh, my true interest lies in preserving the lives of the living. About this time, uh, Zoller kind of leans off of the doorway that he was just kind of leaning against and just kind of listening to you guys. Uh, But he finally leans off of it and you hear the wood kind of creak a little. And he walks over and hands everyone their drinks. Uh, He sits down and he kind of locks his fingers together and he says, Mr. Merriweather isn't exactly picky about who does his treasure hunting for him, but I like to know you can be trusted with such an expensive task. From what you've told me, I, um, or what you've told each other, I guess I should say. And what you've heard. What I've heard. I think you're up for it. And he just kind of sits back and kind of, you see him chew on just his thumbnail for a moment. And then he says, anybody else have anything to add? And what about you, sir? Me? Yes. Well, as I stated, I'm Zoller McKeel. Uh, I've worked for Mr. Merriweather for almost seven years. He... Trust me to hire successful and experienced people that can get the job done as efficiently and discreetly as possible. We don't want any sort of a, a race to the artifact, if you know what I'm getting at. Um, Understandable. It's hard enough dealing with whatever traps and uh, creatures may be inside, let alone the human element. 
or well you know the people element yes yes mm-hmm. i do have one question master mckeel yes professor seeing that you are a fellow academic uh and that you had talked about trust and the like uh I would just ask, how do we know that you will not take the artifact and will he actually give it to the museum? Well, how it works is you receive the artifact, you bring it to me, I appraise it, I pay you, splitting equally for what it's worth, and then it goes to the museum in the safe hands of Mr. Merriweather. Well, I suppose as long as we get our coins, it doesn't matter what happens afterwards. Whatever attitude you'd like to have. And is your interest academic? Mine? Yes. My job is to hire trustworthy and capable artifact hunters. That's, that's the extent of my job. Whatever pays the bills. So, anything we should know about? About the artifact or about the location? Yes. Perfect. Well... All we know is its name. It is called the Orb of Arwick. Now, I may work for a museum, but I'm not entirely one for history. That's more of Merriweather's forte. But oh, is, uh, is that what you call it here? You call what? Oh, the Orb. Uh, from what I've uh, heard in my travels, uh, others call it the Orb of uh, Axel. You've, you've heard of this. Oh, yes, uh, around. You know, I, I like to look into my work before I take it. Well, that's mildly unsettling. We were trying to avoid many others hearing about this so that... Well, I just, I just hope you guys don't run into any problems down there. Um, Me neither. All we know for sure is that... This was an artifact created over hundreds of years ago, maybe 300 years ago. There's no legitimate archived evidence found of what this artifact can do, or if it even holds any magical essence at all anymore. But there's always a chance. Artifacts can, can lay dormant until something wakes them up. So we're not certain. This was recently discovered, and he turns around and he grabs um, sort of a little really tattered, old-looking journal. And he sets it on the table for any of you to scoot closer, if you wish. Um, This was recently discovered at a dig nearby. Arwick himself seems to speak of the orb and its power. He's very adamant about its power. He, He doesn't state any hints or possibilities about what it does, but his last entry was stating that he thought it was complete. Now, we need you to go to the dig site and dig further than our miners and see what you can find. It will be dangerous, but any experienced artifact seeker shouldn't consider the danger more than a minor inconvenience, correct? Uh, the art of the job. This then, uh, Rika kind of looks at him and he goes, she goes, and has anyone else been sent to look at this? Uh, our, our miners uncovered this journal and we immediately put out the posting. 
Uh, Leon gestures uh, to the journal and uh, gestures to the rest of you all and says, um, I prefer not to handle such things of import personally. Would any of you care to peruse its pages? I would love to. (laughs) All right, so yeah, you reach out and just kind of pull the journal towards you. It's very old and you can tell even just by like touching the cover of it, if you handle the pages too much, they'll just disintegrate into nothing. They're just old, covered in dust. Um, Actually, Camry uh, searches through a satchel briefly and pulls out some gloves and uh, hands them to you. Okay. Oh, Ray accepts those. They're, they're, so. they're meant for taloned hands, <laughs> so they, they are a little <laughs> awkward to wear. Uh, the wrong amount of digits uh, much larger, but you can get them on. <laughs> Ray makes them work. Um, yeah, I would just like to kind of like flip through the pages and just kind of see what's there, I guess. Okay, just flipping through a little bit. It there's a lot that you cannot make out, just way too weathered. Go ahead and make an investigation check for me. Okay. Uh, 19 plus 1, dirty 20. Nice. <gasps> good good first roll. <laughs> <laughs> okay, in that case, um, as you're scrolling through, you find... Scrolling through. As you're flipping through... Millennial. <laughs> <laughs> you find... It's the tablet Warwick. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, find, um, you find pages talking about previous... Um, projects that Arwick was working on, you actually find a little piece before you even get to that page. Um, (laughs) This is kind of something that you knew, you just weren't really aware that you knew. You knew you recognized the name, Arwick. And as you're looking at this page, you see the very first teleportation fork. Um, Just kind of sketched out, and you see different sigil markings all the way across it. Arwick invented teleportation magic. Mm. Um, And as you continue flipping through, you do find the page that talks about this orb. He just calls it the orb. And you actually, um, there's not much about its creation. He's just talking about um, the orb is finally put together now to test its magic. and then there's the one last one. The orb is complete. And then that's it. Okay. And that is the last entry in the book. Uh, there are other things you can make out as well, but they don't seem important. It's, it's mostly uh, need to pick up these specific ingredients. Try mixing this, this, and this. Nothing that seems relevant to this case. Okay. Um... ODM. I would like to use one of my abilities. Okay. Uh, I would like to use my third level expeditionary ability, Bibliographical Senses. What does Uh, that do? You are able to tell if someone is lying about something historical or geographical within 10 feet of you through a rumbling feeling in your gut. (laughs) Okay. skill. Damn. Lying about something historical or geographical. You are not able to sense... Anything of that sort. Okay. All right. Um, so 
Ray, since you took the book and kind of looked it over, Zoller also holds out a small yellow rolled up scroll towards you. Uh, and he says, this will lead you to the entrance. I will remind you that the underground tunnels are forbidden by Fallmount law, and you are entering at your own volition for this task. It would be best to avoid the king's guards while you're poking about. You can't be paid if you're in prison, now can you? And he kind of smiles, like, smiles, but is like, please, don't go to prison. Well, um, wouldn't be my first time. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, you know, avoiding guards, avoiding prison. Oh, not, not being in prison. Okay, got it. Um, Staying in prison. <laughs> <laughs> He also, he sets one vial down in the center of the table, kind of not wanting to hand it to any person specifically, but just sets it down in the center of the table. It seemed to be filled with some sort of sparkling red liquid. And um, he, it's just the one, sets it down and he says, Mr. Merriweather and I are not sure what sort of dangers you may face, but... I'm confident in your abilities, and um, here's one of Birkin's ultimate healing potions, just in case. Hmm. Goddamn. Well, I can hold my own fairly well in battle, uh, so if one of you feel like you might need it, you're uh, welcome to it. Like I says, uh, I can hold it and administer it to anyone who might need it. I have some training in the healing arts ah excellent that'll be useful then all right so rika mark that you have an ultimate healing potion so this potion will deal 1d12 plus 1d8 plus 1d6 wow plus your player level Mm -hmm. nice wow uh while they're doing this i will uh the professor will look to Ray and be like, ah, Miss Radiance, if you would prefer being that I am the local academic of the party, I can uh, hold on to those precious uh, paperwork you have uh, so that way uh, you will not be bothered by them and they will go nicely with my soil collection. Did I mention I collect soils? I love to collect soils. And, well, <laughs> um, uh, I think the professor here does have a point. The, the gloves <laughs> would fit his hands better. That's true. Um, Ray looks to to Zoller McKeel and asks, are we to take this book with us or are you planning on keeping it here? Uh, If you suppose it will help your investigation, you're welcome to take it with you. Uh, We would like it in decent condition for the museum, but um, I suppose that is at your discretion. Have no fear. As I said, I am an academic and I do work for the archives. It will be in very great hands, I assure you. Clause. And it's settled. Good clause. <laughs> yeah, sounds good to me. Radiance uh, sets it down on the table, removes gloves, passes gloves first. The professor puts them on very delicately, admiring his <laughs> work. If, like, if oh, are, these, are these cashmere? They're so lovely and they fit. Uh, yes, they are. Thank so you. Nice. Uh, <laughs> They actually fit uh, like a glove, one might say. <laughs> it fit you very well. <laughs> oh, Dita, it's like you know my side. I have, I have such small talons. 
for a macaw of my size is sometimes very unfortunate trying to flip through the very large tomes at the archives. Uh, I work at the archives. Um, it is very hard sometimes. My little claws will get stuck and then they, it'll be very awkward and the student will be walking by going, Professor, why are your claws stuck in the book? And I'll say, I don't know, my hands are small. I have small talents. Uh, I understand and you know, being of similar size myself, um, tell you what, I actually have a extra pair. You can keep those. Oh, well, thank you very much. <laughs> this is completely out of character, but I would put my life on the line for the professor. <laughs> the professor is amazing. If anything happens to the professor, I'm TPKing everyone and then myself. <laughs> <laughs> he's right. just, he's just a parrot man who loves his books. I can tell. I think and he's told me a few times. Soils. Did, he, did you mention he worked at the archives? Yes, you <laughs> love dirt. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Zoller has the straightest face. Not <laughs> like your DM right now. <laughs> that seems a little strange. He's a tiefling. That's questionable. But oh yeah, that's fair. <laughs> okay. Um, he says, "You're welcome." <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm still. <laughs> <laughs> well um is there any time that we should be heading out in particular as soon as possible specific date uh as soon as possible time of day is entirely up to you it is morning um guard activity is higher at night but you may have the advantage of it being darker so that's entirely up to you uh, come back to me here at this office when you retrieve the artifact and um, fortune's favor to all of you. And he kind of stands up, his, his chair kind of scoots against the ground. He stands up and begins heading over to the door to see you out. Camry uh, bows to him and, uh, and, and then to the other party members and say, uh, well, uh, look forward to working with you. Hopefully this will work out in all of our favors. Rika just gives a, a short nod. And uh, then proceeds to follow uh, after response. Yeah, Zoller opens up the door just to hold it for your exit. Yeah. So we would be uh, pretty much outside. Do we do we know like where these tunnels are? Have we been giving a map or Yeah, we got the just have an so idea. Reagan's has the scroll that has the information for whereabouts. Right, right. Well, Ray, Professor, uh, Rika, I don't know how you feel, but I feel that the daylight would be beneficial. Given that they're forbidden, any ne'er-do-wells would be likely searching to go at night, and uh, hence the increased guard activity. I think um, the daylight would serve us well for both purposes, in avoiding the guards, avoiding the guards, and avoiding the guards. Not I to would mention have to agree. the daylight hours, hours may be better for yeah. some of us who don't have uh, the best seeing at night. Well, do you? I'm uh, not so well myself. Uh, I can, I can manage myself. Right. And then, uh, Professor, I imagine you don't either. Being birds of a feather, one might say. I do not know. This is one of the downsides of being part bird. 
is I cannot see in the dark. Part for reading at night very hard. What's the other part? <laughs> Professor, <laughs> duh. That I can't wear shoes. I have uh, often wandered through the streets of Melcor- Melrose looking at the fabulous shoe stores and realizing I cannot buy any of these shoes or I have talents and they would have hurt the beautiful shoes. Well, uh, I actually know a few vendors. Uh, of course, they're going to be Kenku and Aarakocra owned that specialize in such things. I can give you contact afterwards should we ever see each other again. Oh, I do like <laughs> supporting indie creators and artisans in their work. Leon's just going to be uh, <laughs> giving the professor clothes. <laughs> oh, you poor thing. Uh, well... <laughs> That also does beg the question. I like to be prepared and well-stocked myself. Is there anything we might uh, need to acquire while we're in town? I, I do have plenty of torches and rations. Should we get stuck in a cave-in and have to claw our ways out? I am not sure if there's anything else that I would particularly need. If uh, Rika is telling the truth about healing properties. I've also studied healing myself, so I'm not super worried in that aspect. I have all of my gear and equipment, and also if we are worried about not being able to see in the dark, I do have a way around that. So the professor sort of goes, excuse me, you see him like unbuckle the top of his robes, and he sort of peels them back. And you see Wait, brilliant what are you doing? <laughs> and you see that three, <laughs> quarters, three quarters of his bulk is actually a massive backpack he's been keeping hidden underneath his robes. Oh. Um, so just this huge <laughs> backpack. And he goes, just a moment. And he like pulls the backpack off, lands like a solid thud. You can see the robes are very baggy <laughs> um, now that he does not have his backpack on. He starts like pulling books, little spades, little like archaeological marker flags. Um, you see him throw it looks to be like a wad of tissues uh, one way and then like a snack wrapper. Which, um, hey, hey, of, we don't litter. <laughs> oh, yeah. Goes over, sticks them with his talon, puts them in a bin. Uh, I believe I have everything I require. Although I do not know about this treatise of the migratory paths of blue moths. I do not believe you will meet any blue moths in the tunnels that we will need to speak with as they prefer jungles, not tunnels. Oh, hopefully not, but uh, never hurts to be too prepared. In it's that true. case, um, should we be heading out? Shuttle Rika nods fervently. It would be good if best if we hurry. The whole thing back up again. <laughs> if anyone else is after the same thing. As, uh, but as we start walking, uh, Leon's actually going to um, hang back with uh, the professor and speak to him in uh, Oren, assuming that he can understand it. And uh, says, uh, you have the book with you, yes? I do. I was actually hoping that we could speak, for you see, I do not actually work at the archives. I work for the museum. Ah, you could have fooled me. Uh, so I know, I'm very convincing. In that case, uh, why say otherwise? Because several days ago, it was brought to my attention. When I was walking in from work, I had just gone to this lovely cafe down by the docks. Uh, Tapuzio's uh, Brown Mug does an excellent caramel latte I get every morning. Uh, oh, I was familiar. coming to work, and on the notice board, I saw a sign 
like this one. And I pull out the flyer that we have. Only thing is, that's my job. I work for Mr. Merriweather, and that's what I do. So oh. this gentleman, whoever, yes, Freya, I know I'm getting to the epic reveal. Uh, this gentleman does not work for the museum. Mr. Merriweather asked that I go undercover. You see the whole, what do you want, Kat? <laughs> um, uh, that wants to be involved. Hence why I have this guise of being from the archives to find out what he really wants. That's also, very... I never trust a gentleman who dresses in lurid pink and has teal skin. It clashes terribly. It doesn't <laughs> do his cheekbones any good. If he was really going to dress correctly, he would wear a nice burgundy or burnt orange to contrast with the teal. Oh my god, I feel like I'm wearing so much. Me, though the player. I'm, though I'm not uh, exactly uh, privy as to um, fashion in the capital or anywhere else. Well, I, I could tell you all day about uh, traditional clothing and all that, but uh, I don't know about that, but um, I do believe you. If I'm honest, I had no intent of giving it back to him as either. Hence uh, why I'm here and why I was hoping to speak with you. Have you had a chance to peruse the text yet? And uh, you, Ray and Rika, are just seeing them talking in Oren. I don't know if either of you understand it, but... Uh, I imagine yeah. it just sounds like parrots or birds. Just like, yeah, like, oh, they're just, like, ah, chirping. <laughs> like, a lot of clicking and, and chirping and... Uh, Rika, just, Rika just glances at you every once in a while and kind of is looking impatient, increasingly impatient. You're walking done. and talking, correct? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. We're walking, walking and talking. Talk. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, okay. I thought we were I had, standing here. Never mind. Yeah. I have not had a chance to review it fully. Although that is why I asked him, how could we trust him for? And I like look around and I pull out like a little pad and I like show off my ID badge. For all of us who work at the museum have these special ID badges. Mm-hmm. You will see that mine has the gold leaf around the middle. Means that I have his job, which he claims to have, which he does not. My job. Oh. I put it back. I like hide it deep in my feathers. Um, so. Also, his whole like little thingy where he said we'd get so much money and that kind of thing. No, it's by a donation basis. Okay, the museum is a nonprofit. So, right, and I don't. I imagine they only uh, have so much uh, in the treasury if they don't have any for their educators for like random Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Makes sense. Well, I feel like we should look over it as soon as possible. I, I feel like it would be helpful mm-hmm. in our journey and understanding and uh, un- and figuring out what we should do. Uh, I hesitate to say. Uh, have you? I-, I would like to ask a favor. Should you uh, flip through it very carefully, especially given the gloves? Uh, would you mind looking out for the name, Axel, and telling me what you find? How I'm, do uh, you spell that? A, X, and, and get ready for this one. E, L. Okay. I didn't know if it was Axel, like car Axel, or... Or like the Kingdom Hearts character, or Axel Rose, you know. Basically, <laughs> you're thinking Axel F. <laughs> Could be any Axel. Uh... Would you keep an eye out for it and uh, tell me what you find? You see, uh, when I said I 
more interested about preserving the living. Well, let's just say that the histories of the archives and the museums or anyone else is from simply one perspective. Mm. You, you hear a lot of different things roaming around and uh, truly I didn't know it was the uh, orb of Axel before this. I, uh, well, let's just say I'm well learned amongst many different people. But uh, what do you think of the other two, uh, Ray and Rinka? And do you think they are to be trusted with this information? As one has a small, adorable dinosaur, I can only assume that she can be trusted. For small, furry creatures, often in suited, someone is good-hearted. You never see a mean person with a small animal that is that loyal to them. As for Miss Radiance, she seems very classy, and I admire her style. Uh, the tone she picked for her clothes goes with her skin perfectly. Uh, but I don't know. I don't know if she's in it for the money or if she's in it for the history. She seems like she could go either way. So, that was my first thought. I'm uh, not sure I don't how know. I feel about that. I guess we'll find out. Um, and as, as they're both wrapping up this conversation, uh, Leon will catch up with uh, Rinka and Ray and uh, say, <laughs> Before- sorry. Before that, while you guys are talking back there, uh, right, so right. Ray has been looking at the scroll to make sure that we're headed in the right direction. Uh, and in Elvish, because she can speak Elvish, she turns to Rika and says, well, we just met, but I already feel a weird split happening here. <laughs> and then just keeps walking. <laughs> Sorry, keep going. You're- yeah, Rika just gives her a... a- just kind of glances at her sidelong and gives her like a small nod and then walks on. <laughs> Not much for speaking. That's fine. I'll take it. Sorry. You're <laughs> welcome to. Apologize. Um, and, and, and Leon will apologize to uh, Ray and uh, Rinkin says, uh, apologies. Um, it's not uh, often that I find another of similar kind. It's, uh, it's interesting to see what uh, differences in culture there are. Well, I mean, I'm sure you know the difference uh, between Kenku and Arakokra, and then, of course, there is that cultural divide, and even further by all the different types one can be. There's no problem at all. I was just walking. That is does appear to be what we are doing. Have you looked at the map? Or have you? Are you just leaving like the office? Um, Who has? Um, Rika uh, does have a map of the area. Yeah, of, of um, the area. And, yes. And yeah. Then Radiance has what um, Zoller had given. Map. Yeah. So yes. Rika would consult with the map a couple of times and then kind of walk a- along the front with Ray and okay. going in the correct direction. Would so you cross-reference whole... the maps? Oops. Sorry. No, it's all right. Um, What did you ask? I was wondering if it would be possible to cross-reference the maps, you know, uh, because, you know, uh, Leon and the professor have established that this is not a man to be trusted. Uh, But uh, if you both pull out the maps, uh, surely they can be referenced with one another. Yeah, so the scroll that we were given, is it a map or is it just a list of directions? So... Unwrapping the scroll, you do see it is 
a map and it looks to be an older map. Uh, it's very yellowed and it's not of the city itself. It's of beneath the city. Okay. Um, you see, you would all at least vaguely know the history of Fallmount. Many, many, many years ago, there was a corrupt king and when he took power, he started taxing everything, every business, to the point where it was hard to even make a living at all. Oh, not taxes. Right? So they started using these underground tunnels as sort of a, not even black market trade necessarily, a, a normal trade just under the king's nose. When he found out, he blew every entrance to the tunnels. Many of them are collapsed. Many of them, I mean, every known entrance destroyed. You would have the occasional, uh, my house fell in and pretty sure this is the tunnel underneath the city. Um, and then that would be blocked off as well. So entrances are found and destroyed. The new king now, um, just has it illegal to go into the tunnels, not because of trade, but because of the danger. You go into the tunnel, it collapses, you're to blame. Hmm. So it is illegal to go into the tunnels for your safety. Um, so cross-referencing Rika's map to Ray's map, you can kind of put them together. The map that you have isn't a fall mount entirely, it's just from this faction that you're in. Uh, so you can kind of match up the faction's boundaries and borders and come up with the entrance circled is just you see a few circled and then crossed off and there's one still circled and you can see um basically it's going to lead you to an alleyway between two buildings you can tell that from your map as you're heading in that direction um leon's going to keep an eye out for guard activity and, okay. Um, uh, actually, because Ray, who has the map? So Rika has the map of the city, while Ray has a map to the entrance. Correct. And I have the journal. All right. Uh, you two, get us where we're going, and um, I'll uh, do my best to keep a lookout. And and as we're navigating, uh, I'll be direct, keeping an eye on directing us to paths around the guards, just okay. so people don't see us together. Okay, go ahead and just make a general perception check. Okay. Let's see. Hehe, <laughs> second rule. Perception. It's gonna, that's going to be a six plus three, nine. Okay. Nice. <laughs> All right. Good to know. Ooh. Good to know, smiles. <laughs> uh, I would like to sort of quickly, like, Again, you hear lots of like jingling and clunking <laughs> underneath his robes because of, of his giant backpack. Um, I imagine he, if you guys have seen Up, I imagine him having a backpack like the size of Russell's, only okay. just underneath his robe. <laughs> um, so he comes up and goes, Ah, Mistress Radiant and Darika, may I look at your maps, please, just very briefly? I see no problem with that. Rika just pauses for a second. She goes, I suppose that would be fine. She, Thank you very yeah, much. Holds it out. Okay. 
So her, I'm her Microraptor to... gives a little chirp as she does, kind of like a happy little sound. Oh, you are very cute. Um, I will take them and then, uh, Carrie, I'm going to use my uh, first level ability, Mind Like a Map. Uh, I can no longer be lost by magical, non-magical means and are able to immediately tell if a map has been forged or altered by uh, non-magical means. If you are being misled or a map has been changed by magical means, you have a cold sensation in your feet. In your feet, specifically. Yes, in my tootsies. <laughs> in my talonsies. Um, neither of these maps seem to be magically altered. Um, the One of the uh, tunnels themselves, there doesn't seem to be any magic alteration with it. It's just the writings on the map itself, which you find very insulting that you would write on such an old... This is this is just this is just absolutely terrible work. I don't know what kind of person would ruin such a beautiful map. Like you see him turn around and like look back towards Zoller and goes, "Oh, I'm gonna." This is terrible for the archives. This will never go unpunished. <laughs> yes, professor, for the archives, and uh, um... I give the maps back. <laughs> I mean, he like he to... reaches up to give the maps back because he is <laughs> very short. That's cute. He's only uh, like probably three and a half feet tall. Short and angry. <laughs> yes, I am a short, angry parrot. So like every real life character <laughs> yes. I've ever met, honestly. Looking, looking around, um, is any of us visibly wearing armor? Um, Leon would be uh, like. A, a leather breastplate, but that's it. And and looks to be underneath the shirt. Um, I, I don't know. I think Radiance would have been just because I think she would have assumed that they were just going to leave straight for the job site. Yeah, and what kind? Uh, visually, like if I can see. If not, then don't. Um, I'm pretty sure she's just wearing scale mail. Mm, right, and um for. Uh, Rika? Yeah, Rika is wearing um, she's not wearing very much, honestly. She's She has some armor sleep. or... In general. Uh, oh, her nice. clothing is is f- loose, but there's not a whole hell of a lot of it. Like, maybe a light tunic and some uh, flowing uh, like little... I mean, I don't actually know if she'd be wearing a skirt or pants or what, but in any case, just some, not not a whole whole lot to it. Um, not super fancy, um, brightly colored. Uh, her she'd be wearing over that some obviously leather um, armor. Most of it is taken up by like a very highly adjustable and complicated looking harness um, that has pieces of leather kind of sewn into it to make up uh, light leather armor. It's probably not like much of anything you've seen before. Oh, right. Very interesting. Uh, so Leon is actually going to um, put a hand on uh, Ray's shoulder and uh, cast guidance and lean in and uh, whisper. Um, I, I think as we draw it near that uh, we'll want to be more subtle and covert in our actions, though for now being distant is fine. What are your thoughts? I'm sorry. 
Hello? What? No, I think you cut out for a minute. Oh. I missed the middle bit. Right. Uh, what was the last thing you heard? Sorry. It's all good. Uh, you said that you touched my shoulder and you think that it would be, and then I missed it, and then I heard a little <laughs> bit at the end. <laughs> oh, right. Um, Leon is going to uh, tap Ray's shoulder and cast Guidance, which uh, gives you plus 1d4 to one ability check of choice uh, before or after making the check, and is going to lean in and whisper, uh, I think it would be best as we draw near to be more covert in our actions, though as we're walking the streets, it's fine. But uh, what are your thoughts? Would you just prefer that I take off the noisiest parts of my armor, or would you prefer that we as a group split? Because I can see both of those accomplishing that. Well, I think whatever we do, we do together. And uh, I mean, you could don it whenever we, we get in, uh, but ultimately that's going to be up to you. Uh, either way, I do have a plan or few should things go awry. Uh, and and we, we would still be walking towards our destination. I'm not sure how long it would take to arrive to where we're going. Do we have a good guess? Um, looking at the maps, maybe a 30 minute walk. Okay. Yeah. Damn, I... all the way across the city, huh? <laughs> all the way over there. Uh, Radiance will kind of think for a second and then nod and say, no, yeah, I I understand. I think it would be easiest. And she just sort of takes like pretty much all of the like heavy metal, like scale parts of the armor and just puts it in her pack. And because she's got her bag with her rations okay. and stuff in it. All right, uh, I'll, uh, I'll recast Guidance when I get uh, closer because Guidance is under a minute and it's 30 minutes away. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> that's, All right. Uh, that's the take, so that's the plan. Yeah. Is there anything else you'd like to do on your walk there? Um, I, I guess as we get like a little bit closer, I would like to roll a perception check just to kind of like see... Because I know we're all supposed to be on the lookout for like guards, but also just like anything noteworthy that I would maybe like hinder our like time. Like if someone else is following us or if guards yeah. are noticing us. Sure. Those sure. kinds of things. Okay, make a perception check. Okay. Come on, dice. Let's go. Good. Uh, so it's a 17 plus 6, so 23. Nice. Fuck yeah, but watch, we're going to get into like death territory. And <laughs> <laughs> well, it's best to see your death coming, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. All right. So um, as you're maybe about five minutes from your destination, the, the, the housing section is approaching. You, you just see instead of businesses and storefronts, you're getting into people's homes. So we're breaking into people's homes. Yes, <laughs> it's the quickest. It's the quickest way. We're hopping fences <laughs> or research purposes. <laughs> no, so the the amount of guards you saw on your walk doesn't really compare to the amount of guards you see once you're in this neighborhood. They're pretty rare to see just walking around near the homes of people. 
So you're starting to count yourself kind of lucky in that aspect. And so as you're going, looking more at this map, you see it as an sort of an alleyway between, it's almost like a um, suburb style. It's all built around and there's one common just not even backyard, just alleyway in like a little cul-de-sac. Yes. Right. Okay. Um. Uh, urbanization. You know the suburbs are a weapon of racism. If you look at the history <laughs> of it. Unfortunately, they push all I the non-humans well. out of the cities. Now, is it just me, or does it seem like the neighborhood watches out? This does seem very strange. I will perceive. <laughs> I perceive with a. <laughs> what are you rolling? A stealth or a perception? Perception. Okay. Right. That is uh, 21. My okay. little birdie eyes. We are killing it with these rolls, y'all. <laughs> the perception rolls. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. Fair. Well, with, given that the neighborhood watches out and, uh, or, you know, someone got shot with a crossbow or something would we want to be more uh inconspicuous in our movements i think that would probably help hasten us into like out of the public eye right uh in that case i'm going to roll stealth but about uh the professor's perception Yes, what do my birdie eyes see? As you are getting closer, you, um, looking at the the map that, that Ray has, um, there's no exact entrance described or circled where you can see. Like, that map is the underground tunnel. There's no entrance available to your eye on this map is just one giant circle. So as you're approaching the area that would be this one giant circle, you're kind of coming up to, it'd be in between two houses in mm. that little section. And you're maybe a couple houses down and um, you do see from across the way, just passing by the familiar garments of the Kingsguard. There um, seems to, would... you see about, you see two of them just just walking. They just seem to be basically circling the neighborhood just on their normal patrol. All right. So this is what I have perceived. There are two guards currently that I have been able to see. They appear to be orbiting the neighborhood. They are far away from us now, but in several minutes we'll probably come closer. When I say several minutes, I mean probably half an hour. So we have time. But as you so can we should see, move fast. We should. I am small. So therefore, I can hide easily. But stealth and speed are probably our best options. I will warn you, though. I am not fast, for I have tiny legs. Well, like you said, we do have potentially half an hour. So uh, I think if we want, we should move now and we should move fast. So are we going for a quicker or a silent? Mm. I don't know. Um, if we move our quicker route, is that going to take us in? Well, we don't like, even know where the entrance is yet, necessarily. 
So we'll need right. time. So perhaps a normal pace, not necessarily stealthy or fast, but definitely keeping an eye out and definitely mm, mm. taking the time to avoid. Should we perhaps pretend that I am a tour guide, giving you the lovely history of this neighborhood as a cover if we are caught? Ah, Leon, That's uh, quite the idea. Leon sighs and uh, actually... Uh, it, it looks like they do a gesture from their head to their toe, uh, and uh, and as they do this gesture, their visage changes into that of uh, a king's guard. As, oh, that uh, works. As, that works as he too. cast disguise self. That works. Nice. Uh, My idea was more exciting, but yours is a more <laughs> efficient one. Very well, fun. you know, uh, perhaps uh, perhaps some guards are interested in tour guides, so uh, we'll see what happens. In the meantime, we can get the move on. Indeed, this is this is a good idea. All right, and, so uh, you are pushing forward, disguised as a king's guard, leading the group. Uh, I'll I'll be following the group. Okay, actually, uh. It, in like quite a ways behind, as if uh, and if anyone should see us, they might think that I am uh, tailing these ne'er do wells. I like and, it. And uh, that's the take. All right. Uh, okay. So who is going first? Uh, I will go first. As I do so, I reach into one of my many pouches and I pull out a small thing of almonds. Okay, would anybody <laughs> like an almond? As we are going along, I have many snacks. I'll I'll take I'll take the almonds. Yeah, radiant those, those are actually my take favorite. One. <laughs> uh, Rika. Me. You uh, see the professor very you, delicately takes an almond, puts it in, and just starts like chomping on it like a bird. Have y'all ever seen Fantastic Mr. Fox? Yes. Yeah, like uh, how they eat, where they're just like <laughs> oh, thank you. That was okay. delicious. <laughs> <laughs> same, same mood, same vibe. I Perfect. purchased these almonds from a lovely gentleman uh, down by the docks yesterday morning. He was very oh. handsome. I was going to ask him out, but then I got too nervous. Uh, <laughs> and uh, maybe I will go back tomorrow. If we survive tomorrow, unless we're still in the mines. And then uh, maybe I won't be able to go back tomorrow. So therefore, I, I just... must make these almonds last. I just realized that Leon would be too far away given uh, that he is tailing y'all. So he's I actually going to... I just <laughs> an almond. Yeah. A doink as it bonks off his armor. He looks, uh, he looks very forlornly at the almonds, but upon <laughs> getting almonds thrown at him, will snap his invisible beak and try to catch it. Uh, would that be dexterity? <laughs> um, I'm going to say, yeah, just make a dex check. <laughs> right, right, to catch these almonds. <laughs> uh, that would be a nat 20 plus 3. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> so if you throw multiple almonds, just... <laughs> <laughs> Most excellent. I'm glad that it's what we used our 20 on. Oh, no. Most... <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. So you, so you see, you see uh, this guard kind of... Uh, um, it, it, but the, the almond falls short of this guard, but the <laughs> almond disappears in what you imagine to be Leon's beak. Uh, and uh, now it just looks like a normal guard eating some almonds. And uh, that's it. That's the take. <laughs> that's wonderful. <laughs> <It is. laughs> 
after after the professor says his little bit, Riku just kind of glances at him and goes, "I commend you, Tate. But when we come, when we get back, we go back. I recommend that you take him up on that. You you go ask him. You, you never know what will happen. Go for it, professor. <laughs> Thank you. What do you say, tiny reptile? And I she look gives a little like. Very well. The tiny reptile has solidified it. When we return, I shall ask the lovely Minotaur man on a date. Minotaur man? Okay, <laughs> gives like a slight, like a, like she, she doesn't look like she's, 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 she still looks like she's preoccupied with something, but she gives you kind of like a small smile. <laughs> <laughs> very cute, very lovely. Fantastic. Perfect. I ship them. It's, yeah. <laughs> Shipped. Rika <laughs> writing uh, fanfic in a scroll. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. We've got artists on standby. <laughs> I sure hope this, so. This is very Fabio esque image of it's the professor me. in flowing robes with this giant Minotaur man, just <laughs> insanely buff, just like offering him almonds. <laughs> It's me. I'm artist on standby. Yes, I'm gonna be doing this. Um, do we do we run into any trouble on our way, or is it uh, pretty calm? Uh, um. I yeah. Sure as of as of right now, I had just heading down, chewing on some almonds. You're good. Hell yeah! All right. That's you really actually cool. make your way between the buildings, and this little section it. It comes down almost like a uh, like a trench, kind of. Um, you can almost just see this natural just indention in the earth all the way across, and it's a little muddy. And you just see random. There are just bricks, like broken bricks, thrown down here. It seems almost as if they were repairing their homes and they threw everything extra just down in this little trench and it is a mess the circle you know about the area where the circle would be but you don't from at least first approaching you don't see any obvious entrance i have a question um if I were to cast, because I have not cast a lot of spells in my D&D careers. Um, so the spell Mending, would that do anything on the journal of Arwick, or is it too old? Like, um, it wouldn't be able to... You can make an Arcana check. Cool. All right. Oh, no. That's a crit. That's a crit fail. Oh, um, no. You have, so not. You have no. no idea. You have no idea if that would work or not. <laughs> um, you can try it if you'd like. I mean, it's a cantrip. Let's do it. Um, All right. Professor, uh, if you'd be so kind, I would like to try something on the journal and see if maybe we can't glean some more information from it. Ah, this is an excellent idea. Uh, and I hand Miss Radiance the uh, the journal. Are you Very delicately holding it? <laughs> Very delicately. Seeing that um, the professor has um, handed the journal to an ungloved 
Ray <laughs> rushes up and says, uh, what are you doing? Oh, you are correct. And I pull the gloves off and I say, one moment. I like very like, like painfully slow peels them off of his talons. I mean, yes, you shouldn't be handling it without gloves, but also, what are you doing? Oh, she wanted to examine the, 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 the journal a little bit. I'm going to see if I can't mend it and if we can get maybe clearer writing or maybe renew missing pages or tears. You're trying to cast magic on this. Yes. Right, that's a terrible idea. Why? <laughs> Contrasting to Professor Justin, this is a great idea. This is a... This, this is, is a great idea. This is a terrible <laughs> idea. This is a extremely old and uh, prized artifact that we arguably need down in these dungeons. We don't know if it holds any magical properties itself, but additionally, we don't know whatever it is that you're trying to do, what it might do. Yeah, as well as, mm. I mean, if it might work, if it might wake up worse, if it might interfere with any intrinsic magical properties it might have. Uh, I mean, I, your heart's in the right place. It just uh, feels irresponsible, it's, you know? And I'm assuming any information on, like, if the book has magical properties would have gotten from that arcana roll, right? So, like, I wouldn't be able to, like, roll specifically for that um no one has checked it for magic yet um does anybody have detect magic not prepared uh let me no i have eldritch blast shillelagh thaumaturgy and prestidigitation i only have i have dispel magic but I don't think that. No, because it's no creature object. Carrie, could I roll an arcana to see if this would potentially hurt the book? Um, Sure. Yeah, go ahead. I shall roll my woo, my bean point. Also, I'm going to head to the restroom real quick. I'll be right back. You're good. Uh, unfortunately, that is only a... I, okay, actually, it's a 15. 15? Um... Your knowledge of artifacts specifically, um, most of them, if they have any sort of magic to them, they aren't easily affected by other magics. But as far as this damaging it, it's not really a damaging spell. So you don't think it would have any sort of negative effects to the journal. You think either nothing will happen or maybe it'll just look a little cleaner. You don't know. Okay. Uh, given I have thought back to some of the times I have witnessed fellow colleagues of mine at the Arkham's, uh do these kind of things. Oh, by the way, I should fight it. And th- at this point, I will divulge, just like word vomit the conversation that I had with Leon, just kind of like, Tell them who I actually am. What I actually do. Just regurgitating like a mama bird to her babies. Uh, just... But not the almonds. The almonds stay. <laughs> <laughs> the words come out. The almonds stay. Got it. Um, got it. 
and just say, if we are to truly be able to make sure that this artifact remains safe and does not go to the terribly dressed gentleman, so <laughs> terrible fashion, then we should either it will just do nothing or it will make it a little bit cleaner. All right, I've seen some colleagues in the museum do it on bigger books and it works. Some others it doesn't, but technically because the giant voice in the sky told me that it is not a damaging kind of magic, it will not hurt the book, but it could be that nothing could happen. Or maybe something very tiny could happen. Well, also, I feel very bad that I concealed my true identity from all of you, and I'm very sorry. Well, not all of us. That's true. I did tell Leon. <laughs> I, I do admire you know. radiance for your fashion, and Rika seems like a very good person considering if the small feathered reptile likes her, and you never see someone me with a small cute animal. Oh, that was all one breath. Okay. <laughs> well. I suppose if it's not going to do any damage to the book and it's not going to interfere with any of the intrinsic magical properties that may or may not have, uh, go ahead. All right. Um, and she's going to cast Mending and the see if it explodes. does anything. <laughs> they, we're all dead. Everyone takes 100 D10 damage. Two million <laughs> Two million book, damage. A book golem appears and kills us all. Yep, yep. Okay, <laughs> so string. all of you, all of you see, um, as Ray casts mending on this book, you see the actual binding almost like grow the parts that it was missing. Almost um, like the leather that was worn off, it just grows back and reconnects. You see a beautiful leather binding now and even kind of flipping through the pages all of the pages have been cleaned entirely complete this looks brand new however when you're looking at it it doesn't mend the words or the writing the pages the journal itself is completely perfect perfect condition but you still are only able to see the words that you could see before Wow. Well, Great, that's... Wow. At least we didn't just damage the contents. No, uh, that's, <laughs> that's wonderful. Uh, I, I suppose you don't need the gloves anymore. <laughs> if all else, that is true. Now right. it will be very easy to disguise it as it will no longer look like a junky old book. Although with that backfire on us and technically now would earn more notice. Right. Um, uh, may I? He taps um, the beacon thoughts. And then uh, Leon uh, extends a hand as if uh, now wanting to hand the book. Sure. And Ray just hands it over to Leon. Thank you. And uh, Ray handles it with a, a, almost reverence. There's, there's no sign of an entrance, right? Uh, you are in the area that there seems to be an entrance circled on the map, but you do not see one. All right. I'm going I to... Do. Oh, what's up? I, I was just going to say, can I... Uh, while everyone's doing their, all their, like... She be, like, listening with half an ear, but also looking around. Uh, can I do a perception to see if she can find it? Because sure. she's obviously focused a bit more on that than the others are at the moment. Right, sure. Make then, a perception uh... check. 
Okay. Leon's going to um, flip through it Shit. to see if there's mention of where the entrance might be in the book. All right, make an investigation check. Three twenty. Ooh, nice. The natural twenty plus two, twenty-two. All right. Um, so, as for the entrance, as you're looking around, you can see. Um, you see. All of these bricks and debris seem to be just scattered throughout this trench, but you see one part that they almost look stacked, and something about that catches your attention. Um, as for the investigation check, as you're scrolling through this, flipping through this book. <laughs> Man, as you're flipping through this book. Um, it was It was written before these tunnels were actually even destroyed. Um, so you're, you're unsure. Oh, right, right. Yeah, you're unsure where the entrance could be with this book, but. Um, could, I, uh, could I also take my time in this uh, as if like I'm thoroughly searching, but actually uh, like skim its contents? Sure. So like looking like I am uh, looking for any potential information as far as the entrance, but also taking this opportunity to uh, actually read this journal. Yeah. Um... Do you want to kind of sit down with it and do that? Or is that something you kind of want to just do periodically as you're traversing? Um, I walk and talk. Okay, you know. sure. Sounds good to me. Uh, at, at spying the uh, brick structure, she'll, Rika will, if anyone's like talking, she'll uh, unintentionally interrupt them and go, those look, I believe I may have found it. Look suspiciously new. Oh, um, excellent! Uh, Pointing at the brick wall. <laughs> is it is it like recessed and kind of hidden away, or is it out in the open? Uh, it's it's kind of it's pretty out in the open, but all of this is in this pretty big trench-like ditch, basically. Uh, I'm going to uh, stand guard and keep a lookout if y'all want to check that out. And uh, Leon is going to uh, step away from it and uh, look, kind of, kind of take the station of a of a guard who is perhaps, um, you know, passing the time at their post, uh, but a little bit away from where they're working, okay. and is going to keep an eye out, but also read. Sounds good. Yeah. All right. I guess we'll all head over to uh, the brick wall then. Okay, so you head over to these bricks. They're, as you're approaching them, they seem to be stacked in some sort of a pile. Um, they, they stand fairly high, probably about as high as the professor. And um, they just, there may be a dozen bricks wide stacked. That's it. However tall the professor, professor, how tall are you? Uh, I'm approximately three feet tall. Oh, it's one professor tall. Exactly it is, it one is, professor it is, tall. It is one one me tall. <laughs> How suspicious! 
this incredibly new brick wall compared to the rest of these very old buildings. <laughs> there is absolutely nothing hidden here at all. <laughs> we can tell this because we are smart. <laughs> Rika uh, laughs very softly and goes to <laughs> investigate the wall. <laughs> right, make an investigation check. Where the fuck is my uh, 17. 17. Nice. Okay. Um, upon looking at these bricks, um, you put your hand on one and the texture is a little off. It has, it has almost the same texture as a normal brick, but something about it just feels funny. And as you kind of go to pick it up, almost weightless i try to push my hand through uh you don't push your hand through but as you push just a few of these weightless almost like foam blocks just tumble off well i think i may have found the entrance great let's let's do this So it it opens into the tunnel itself at this point, correct? Uh, You're not sure yet. You can continue knocking off the rest of the bricks if you'd like. Yeah, yeah. Doing that, pushing those aside, and it's weird because like you're expecting to hear them clatter, but it's just foam. It's just pushing off almost noiselessly. Um, And uh, yeah, once that's out of the way, you see a, a hole that seems to just drop straight down into darkness. You can't see the bottom. It's just. Do any of you have to hell? Any of you I, have dark vision at all? I do. You do. Um, yes. So you can see it drops down about maybe 15, 20 feet. Okay. Check something. Cool. Um, how far away is Leon from us now? Uh, I assume up by the homes themselves. Is that is that correct, Leon? Yes, like uh, kind yes, of. Yes, I do. Kind of a bit of ways away, like um, by the homes and like. So, so if anyone were to see Leon, uh, he wouldn't want to lean, uh, to lead them to the party, but rather away from the party. Gotcha. Um. Then I don't. I guess Ray's gonna like kind of softly call out. And just say, Leon, we found the entrance, so you're good to head on back. Are you are you uh, picking your head up? I don't, we haven't. I don't think we've from the trench or from from the trench. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Oh, uh, but as you pick your head out, you you see you see him kind of uh, keeping watch, but he's also like pretty intently reading this book, uh, and he kind of uh, perks up as he hears uh, something. And he's a little bit too far away uh, if you're, if you're like, cedar whispering. Uh, so he kind of takes a look around for a moment, makes sure nobody's coming. Uh, is anybody coming? Uh, you actually see the two guards making their rounds. They've rounded uh, those side of the houses, and they're coming in your direction, but they, do- they seem to be talking and haven't quite noticed you yet. Right. Um, Leon actually uh, does like a, uh, you know, the uh, cut it out, like uh, 
kind of waving your hand uh, across your neck, like, uh, like no, go back down. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and uh, uh, Leon's going to put the book away and um, act as if uh, he is patrolling the streets, uh, but still um, keep an eye out and uh, make sure that they don't head down towards the party members. Okay. Perfect. Like, uh, actually act as if he's already, he's just coming from that way. Therefore, that part has already been controlled. Okay. That sounds good. Um, I think we're going to do like a quick 10, 15 minute break. If that oh, great, works, great. get up, stretch, stretch your legs. I'll go ahead and <laughs> uh, stop the recording for a moment and then we'll just get right back into it. That's yeah. good. All right. Great. I'm going to grab some food. Same. Hell yeah. Oh yeah. I should probably D don't make me see my face. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we left off with the guards coming in your direction. Um you uh they they don't seem to be really concerned necessarily they're walking towards you and they both kind of give a little wave when they're still a couple houses down just noticing you standing post leon nods uh towards them uh he he would have been walking from the direction uh and and um he's gonna he's gonna let them get close and then uh just uh you know, say hello. You know. Okay. Yeah, they act natural. Act natural. Yeah, they <laughs> approach, and um, one of them says, "I wasn't aware we had a third member today." Oh, uh, right. Sorry. Uh, and he extends a hand and says, uh, "I'm a- I'm actually new to the uh, to the guard myself. It's uh, my first day, actually." Oh. Oh well. Uh, welcome in. You want to walk with us? Uh. I actually, because, you know, these, uh, it's my first day, so I have to meet back up with my mentor, but um, I, I just, he had me go and uh, patrol this area, you know, get used to the routes and all that in the neighborhood. Uh, you wouldn't believe it, but I am, I am lost. Uh, these, these residences are a maze. Um, and I was hoping to rejoin, do you... Um, do you happen to know where we're supposed to rendezvous at? Because uh, I have no idea where I am right now. <laughs> so first off, make a deception check. Yeah. <laughs> first off, let's start there. <laughs> That's going to be a... Wait, deception. That's going to be a 19. Ooh, all right. So um, they both kind of nod and they're like, yeah, this was really confusing when we first started too. Um, you just rendezvous back at your guard post, wherever wherever you're assigned. Just back in the main, main city square. Right, and uh, Leon kind of looks around main city square. Um, what, what direction is that in? Uh, you know where the museum is, right? Uh, no, I'm... Uh... I'm I'm actually pretty new to town to uh just moved here with uh, the wife and kids, you know. Okay, all right. <laughs> well, uh the the docks then. Uh it is north of the docks. Uh once you find the museum, it's the biggest building and it's the center of the square. All right. And um 
Where where are the the docks? How did you arrive? Oh, um, no, I, I I live here. Question: Do we hear all this? Make a perception check. <laughs> okay, I'll you do it. Yeah, but all you can if you'd like. That is a mighty sixteen. Um, that is a twenty-two. I love a plus six perception. That is so nice. The best. Me at my <laughs> plus nine deception. What was what was oh, Rika's spicy? What? <laughs> what was Rika's perception? Uh, Seventeen. Okay. Um. So both of you, Rika and Ray, would at least hear the mumbling. Maybe not making out all of the words from the position that you're kind of ducked down into, but you at least hear the mumbling. Like you can you can tell Leon is talking to someone. Do I also hear that? I got a 16. You do not. Shoot. I'll ask them. I'll ask them what's going on. Shh. You're talking. Shut the fuck up. I think the. Should we go and help Leon? I don't. I don't think so. We hear like. So he's talking to someone. Just let him handle it. And if we hear maybe a ruckus, then we know. If we hear a scream, we'll go help him. Okay. <laughs> All right. So very good at providing distraction. <laughs> Fucking bird scream. So the guards are like, ah! so, you, so you live here, but you're new here, or you're new to the guard post? I, I'm new to the guard, uh, but we actually just moved here uh, not too long ago. From, uh, what was your means of travel, if you don't? My niece. Oh right, no. Uh, uh, we we actually lived uh, outside the city before this. We, uh, we gotcha. New to the land. city. Okay. Um, right. Sorry. Uh, my bad. I'm. I'm yeah, not gonna um, lie. I'm a little nervous. You know, we'll be. We're gonna be working together from now on. So. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, I, I want to make a good impression. <laughs> sure. Uh, they point kind of down the street and he's like, you see those um, signposts? And it's like those just stereotypical fantasy, almost like Witcher style signposts where it's just right, right. the posting and in all different directions, it'll say various things. Uh, he, any of those will take you anywhere you need to go, whether it's the docks, whether it's the town square, uh, it'll take you directly to the museum if you follow it far enough. Uh, did, does it look like writing? It's like in common? It's in common, yes. <laughs> Okay, so uh, he's actually going to oh, say, no. <laughs> "Oh no, <laughs> oh uh, wow." Okay, this is uh, this is <laughs> this is so embarrassing. Um, I'm actually um, I'm, I actually am illiterate. <laughs> they they both kind of slowly <laughs> nod. I'm, I'm so sorry. I, I'm working on it. I'm doing my best. Uh, it's just. You know, we, we, we didn't grow up with, with a lot of money, so I, I didn't go to school. Uh, honestly, this is the luckiest I've ever been in my life to uh, be able to join the town guard like this and, you know, provide for my family. <laughs> but uh, I'm, I'm so sorry. You see, one of them the looks... Gross. One of them looks almost like, come on, we gotta keep walking. Like, let's just... We gotta go. We can't stand here and talk all day. And the other one looks really, like, invested. <laughs> <laughs> In my fake wife and kid. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, you actually, he starts, he starts digging around in his pockets and he pulls out this, like, 
basically what would be equivalent to like a policeman's notebook basically like <laughs> he takes this out and he uh he starts scribbling down a few things and he's like okay um what symbol would you uh would you put in your mind for town square just a square uh yeah yeah okay. that's perfect actually and what about uh the docks uh probably like a triangle like the sail of a ship perfect um and then he rips that off and he hands it to you. So he's like, these are the words that you'll be looking for on the signposts. And here's the symbol to reference where you're going. Now you can follow the signposts anywhere that you would like. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> you're uh, welcome. You, know, you have no idea this is going to help so much. <laughs> you're welcome. Were you doing this as a distraction? Yes, absolutely. Okay, so the rest of you, while this is happening, after you shush, <laughs> shush the professor... Um, are you att attempting to lower down into this hole, or are you just kind of waiting it out? Probably, yeah. Just trying to get in at what? least inside oh, yeah. the entrance. I can't, I can't see <laughs> over the wall. I'm too short. Did someone, pick, did someone pick me up and show me? You're too heavy. Just one it's, of us should go get a box. It's my backpack, not me. I only weigh about 42 pounds. The backpack is at about least another 42. 100. Would I have to roll a strength check to try and just get the professor up and over this wall? Nah. No, I would I would say that would be able... He's not resisting, so... Okay. Yeah. Then I could say maybe with Rika's help, the two of us are like... <laughs> yeah, so just for just for the, the theater I, here... I have a minus Neon. one on strength, just so you're aware. <laughs> Leon, you're talking and you're you're accepting this paper and you just kind of glance over and you just see your party members lifting the professor up over uh, the wall and you just quickly look back and you're like, thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. Um, Excuse me, guardsman. I, uh, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I, I come over. I apologize. Uh, this young man, I was gentleman guard i was showing around you and I, uh i was showing around right because uh, I, I was just so lost you know yes. uh, i am from the museum i am professor Aaron macau at your service i show them my badge but uh, i do apologize for his wandering off he is a new recruit we're actually going to get him set up as a doorman at the museum uh but then i turned around and he was nowhere to be found so i you know tootled off this way i figured just you know bird gizzard intuition that kind of thing so i figured i'd follow after him and collect him thank you so much for finding him he's a young country boy he doesn't know that much we're hopefully gonna get him educated as I'm part so of his grant of being here so thank you we'll just take him away now <laughs> i just like grab leon around the waist and just like doo -doo 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 -doo. <laughs> where do you where do you start walking him um we'll start heading We'll go the opposite direction from the guards, like walking past them. Okay. And then once they're gone, we'll start around. Why is my camera all of a sudden? So, uh, camera back. Looking, camera back, it. looking back, does it, what direction do the guards appear to be going in? Are, are they going towards our uh, going, two other party ones? No, they're, they're circling this little housing district. They're going towards like the signpost that they pointed you to. Oh, okay. Great, great. So uh, they're not going to be going towards the party members. No. Most excellent. Whew. Okay. 
He says, man, uh, I kind of feel bad. That guy was so nice. <laughs> he was. His name is Philbert. He's a very nice guy. He brings his, uh, his wife and kids to the museum sometimes. Uh, I think his oldest has a fellowship and is starting next summer. Maybe it's an internship. I can't remember. But uh, he's a very nice guy. Uh, his youngest is kind of a brat, though. Likes licking all the museum statues. I don't know why. Oh, um, yeah, that is kind of gross. Uh, are we good, though? Uh, is everything all right down there? Are we all just hiding? or? Yeah, it was weird, actually. The bricks, they didn't really get that much resistance. They were like foam. So Rika and Ray just boom, 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 bust them down. <laughs> there is a, uh, it's a very light substance. Usually used by <laughs> very ancient. Um, it's uh, right. it is like a black hole. I don't have dark vision, so I don't know what's down there. I think one of them has. So we're going to go back over, and we're going to see what's going on. Right, right. They very politely lifted me up to cover for you. Thanks. I uh, really appreciated that. It helped a lot. I didn't know what I was going to do after he gave me the map. That was no problem. Be really I'll talk to Philbert tomorrow. Whenever we see him next, I'll clear the whole thing up. Don't worry. He's, I've, Yeah. Right, right. Uh, well, out of character, uh, the ongoing lore of the professor around the city is, is amazing. It just keeps best. growing. <laughs> keeps growing. Well, <laughs> I know I'm giving Carrie stuff to work with here. <laughs> the temple with them every Sunday. <laughs> uh, so, um, Leon is actually going to drop the. Uh, guard this guy's and kind of shake it off and be like, whew, that was uh, that was stuffy. Uh, I'm uh, glad to feel more like myself again. Uh, I'll, after you, well, uh, I'll catch you, I guess, if you slip or something. Leon, do, uh, do you have dark, are you able to, do you have dark vision? I don't think Ray would say that. <laughs> um, are you able to see, well, in the dark? Uh, with a torch, uh, sure, but, um, not really, um, just on my own. Okay, well, if we would like to travel with torch, or... I'm just worried that at the beginning of the tunnels, uh, having a light might draw attention to us, and I do have a way of sharing dark vision. Oh, uh... If we would prefer to do that for... A short amount of time until we're deeper in the tunnels where we can't be seen. That would be uh, ideal. Uh, we could also, um, it's something that we used to do on expeditions is to tie a rope between us. So if something happened, like if the, um, if the torchlight were to go out or if someone were to get stuck, then we'd be okay. So we can do that and then do the dark vision. And then once the dark, uh, once our ability to see in the dark runs uh, short. I'm, I'm assuming it's magical, right? Yeah, it only will last for about an hour, but an hour of travel should get us deep enough into the tunnels where I'm not worried about torchlight attracting outside attention. Uh, Leon is going to actually uh, get out uh, his rope and uh, tie it around his waist and then hand it to Ray to tie it around hers and then so on and so forth. We can give about 10 feet of slack in between us. And then Sounds if anything good. happens, cut the rope. Rika, when she's offered the rope, she just shakes her head and steps a foot back. Uh, it's for safety reasons. Is uh, everything okay? I 
have some things that need to be done before I can have something tied. Are we planning on heading down into the tunnels directly? Uh, you hear the you see that the professor is like I imagine his robes are kind of like coveralls. He's kind of like pulled his robes off, tied them around his waist, um, and he's like reaching through his backpack and he pulls out his one, two. Uh, I can light a torch and drop it down. Right. Uh, I, I think that would be a good idea, at least at first. Uh, and okay. then, if uh, Rika, if you want to prepare to uh, do so. Uh, Carrie, how many Mississippi does it take for the torch to fall? Just a couple. Oh. Like two? You can see... With it falling, it hits the about 15, 20 foot bottom that you saw, Ray, looking down. Hits that, and it seems to kind of tumble down and out of sight. There are, what you can gather from that is there are different ledges that you'll have to hit and actually maneuver your way down. You're not sure where the actual bottom is. Oh. Anyone have pythons? Uh, I might Let's see. Oh, or pigeons. Not sure how you pronounce. Nobody is. <laughs> pitons. <laughs> I always I always heard it as pitons for some reason. Pitons. Pitons. I, I don't ask. I don't know. Right. Pass the baton. <laughs> the baton. <laughs> um. No, I just have rope. No, I don't. Yeah, I only have rope. Professor. Um. Let me look in my backpack. And you see him like dive into his backpack, feet sticking out as he's like rooting around to try and Aww. find stuff. Um, you hear him like muttering to himself, What do I have? Um, unfortunately, other than the several kits of very rare soils, he pats like four little chests full of glass vials in the bottom of his backpack. I do not have any. I do have rope. And Carrie, I was going to ask you, is it okay if like my staff has like a little glow rock in the top Absolutely. of it? Okay. Sure. And I do have this and I like boink my stick on the ground and a little, little light pops up and then I doink it again and it shuts off. And I do have rope. And I have these. And you see he also has like two very elegant scimitars that he pulls out and like, he like surprisingly is like Next. very adept with his scimitars and shh, shh. Right. Uh, that's, uh, that's unfortunate. I, I am glad you have some means of self-defense, but uh, looks like this is going to be a bit rough. Damn. I, I do not stay this cute by not being able to defend myself. Right, right. Uh, Damn, I'm, I'm used to saw. I, I ran after. I'm ran out of them out of my last expedition, and I forgot to grab them from a store. The the general goods store. <laughs> oh, Walter might, you know. Uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's gonna be a bit of a rough climb, which is why I think it's even more important to uh, uh, stay tied together. But um, we'll manage somehow, I guess. Uh, Visually inspecting, who looks to be the strongest uh, among us? Uh, visually inspecting me, you'll see I have a 12. For strength? 
you I will see that you have a 12 for strength. <laughs> I have a 13, so not much more. I have an 8. <laughs> Oof. We're, uh, mm, we're very squish. 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 Damn. Uh, do they look? Did did there look to be like footholds in in the side at all? It doesn't. Like they look fairly flat. You're just not sure how strong they are. It's almost like um, in this hole you see a platform that that Ray thought was the bottom. Like that's how oh, much right. room it took. A platform. There'll be a slight squeeze to get to the next one and then you're not sure where it goes past that but you heard the torch clatter a couple more times as everyone is deliberating and being all very smart in their approach to this uh rico will just run over we'll just walk over with purpose towards the hole and start trying to climb down okay make an athletics check for me damn Abandoning the ties. This is archaeological safety 101. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, 15. 15. Um, dropping down, it doesn't take um, very long before your, your hand actually slips, but you do land on that drop that was about probably like 16 feet down. Your feet land on it and there's this slight just... What? Where did Rika go? Presumably down the hole. Oh my fucking god. A little unsteady down here. <laughs> Be careful. <laughs> right. I could have told you that. Are you, are you taking the rope lead or not? Terry, uh, uh, how, how long would you say it's been since they all met up at the front of the museum? Um, it took you about 30 minutes to walk here. Uh, I'd say it's been about an hour almost. Okay. All right. Well, um, the strongest of us should be at the back of the group. Uh, and then the lightest. Well, if I fall, then I have. Well, uh, and then uh, Leon kind of thumbs to his wings. So I also that. forgot I have a fly speed. <laughs> so you guys can just fly your asses down there. Are yeah. you? Are it does look pretty crowded. I am a Kenku, but because because of that I'm an Arakakra, or <laughs> not an Arakakra, I'm a Kenku. Because uh, the lore of the oh, the, uh, macaw. The, Ken- the macaw Kenku is that a Chojin of Mistra. Um, I have a fly speed of 40 feet. I can't fly when wearing medium or heavy armor. And it's granted me by magic, so I just kind of float. Oh, right. The float speed. Uh, yeah. <laughs> It's, it's one of those trade-offs that, because for this Kenku, I lose some of the regular Kenku abilities, but I gain, oh, so like I don't have mimicry, but instead of mimicry, I have that I can weave very beautiful stories. Um, so so I will just... Do you mention this? I do. I'm like, I should mention, I forgot. I also can fly. <laughs> I, I forgot. I can forgot. Sometimes... <laughs> And as I poof up, you see like little magical streamers come off, almost like sand. And it's kind of like, it can be very handy sometimes when you are my height. But I did forget that I can fly. Oh, uh, that's good. And you're the smallest. In that case, uh, you should lead. Um, I got one of my wings crushed uh, in a dig a while back, so I can do my best to glide, but not much more than that. Uh, And then I suppose 
who who would appear to be stronger, myself or uh, Ray? Just from looking? Yeah. Um, I have an eight strength. You have an eight? Yep. <laughs> Ray definitely appears to be stronger. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so he can fly. He's small. I can glide if I fall. And you look to be the strongest of the three of us. So You should have uh, said of us all. That would have been the best rhyme. <laughs> Oh, fuck. <laughs> uh, sorry, the strongest of us all. There we uh, go. You know, in case I'll edit it better. later. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, so you should be in the back. You know, worst comes to worst. Got it? Uh, Sounds good to me. Well, Professor, after you. Very well. I will light another torch for my pack. I will have one scimitar drawn. Um, oh, wait. Um, we're going to do the dark vision uh, thing. I don't, I mean, I can, I can give three people dark vision. Right. Um, and Rika already has dark vision, so it'll just be the three of us. The two of you. I have dark vision. Oh, shit. But I well, can yeah, share we'll dark it. vision with up to three people. <laughs> Hit me with that shit. <laughs> um, let me just read it off for you, Carrie, so that you know. Okay. Uh, so it's Eyes of Night. As an action, I can share 300 feet of dark vision with up to three willing or creatures that I see within 10 feet of you, lasting for an hour. One hour. Uh, okay. Yeah, good so thing it's we just an hour, the and then I won't be able to use it again until a long rest. Okay, right. sounds good. Cool. Well, Professor, uh, after you. Thank you very much. <laughs> are, and, you, uh, are you just jumping? Or are you climbing? Well, I, I can fly, so I just have my. You can fly. Um, so are you just kind of using your wings to kind of glide down a little bit? I don't have wings. That's the thing. Is oh it's right, magic. It's magical. Float. It's float speed. Okay, float. so <laughs> so you would be able to come down and land right by Rika, but that is the extent of the amount of space that there is to stand on this platform. Oh, okay. And then it like plinkos down, kind of. <laughs> Right. Uh, can I see where it ends? You do. You you can look off and you can see the next platform below. Um, can I, at, like a, like this, or is it more like an angle down from platform to platform? Yeah, this one here is more flat, but okay. a little opening that you'll have to probably squeeze through okay. reveals more of a slanted. Oh, okay. They're, not, they're not like meant to be platforms. They're pieces of the rubble that are just kind of jutting out of. Uh, this entrance itself. Can I do a thing where, because I'm assuming Rika and I will probably just continue to head down, where I can just like take a torch, light it, stick it in like some crevice to kind of show. Well, no, they all have dark vision, so never mind. Uh, okay. I will just hold on to my torch for myself, and I will just. Put a, also, you guys notice that his scimitar is very handsomely. The blade comes out of the mouth of a parrot. Oh, I love awesome. this. The hilt is is sculpted to look like a parrot. Um, and he just floats down with his robe tied around his waist, with his turban still on, by the way. The turban is still on. <laughs> uh, torch out, scimitar out, backpack on. The professor is ready. Oh, and his staff. All right. How are you guys, what are you doing? Like, describe to me moving from this platform to the next. Oh, uh, also keep in mind that we are uh, tied to one another, so there is only so much slack. 
Well, yeah, I are. think for sure you and I are tied together. I don't remember if the professor tied himself to us or not. I did or not. if he just fucking jumped. Okay. I just he just flooped. <laughs> yeah, I think it's just the two of us. Oh before oh before uh we start moving into the crevice there. Mm-hmm. Um, Rika will kind of uh, just glance at the professor and go just uh, uh, like just take a step aside. Just uh, I'm gonna do something that may unnerve you, um, but don't worry. And she um, kind of puts out her arm a bit, and because the, the microraptors, which has been kind of, it just hangs out on her shoulders for most of the time, kind of flops off and jumps to the ground right next to the professor very politely, like sitting there, like, oh, just... <laughs> baby. <laughs> and, uh, and she, Rika, just kind of like steps, just like, like, there's not much room, but like she tries to like pull a little bit, a few inches. Um, and she starts, uh, like, flipping buckles and stuff on her uh, harness to give a lot more slack. Um, and um, like she turns a bit, but you can kind of see she's kind of undoing some of the fabric that she's wearing. Uh, and then in a uh, bit of a blur and uh, stretch of shaping, she's obviously shifting to something. And after a couple of moments, uh, it all kind of, stops like you kind of she's almost like growing feathers out of her hair and across her body and she's bent like becoming to bent forward and a couple moments where the elven rika was standing is now a raptor about four foot 11 inches tall uh, mostly that same brown and green mix of her hair um and skin um the buck have snapped uh like the, the the leather harness is now snapped taut again uh it becomes apparent it was made for trans easy turning between humanoid and um raptor form and her clothing she uh has undone fully and she shrugs off and puts and, and picks up and puts away a, almost surprisingly well for having uh you know claw hands um and she kind of nods at the raptor and the raptor like that's like and it Pops up on her back and kind of nestles into her back feathers. Oh, that's so cute. Uh, the professor is sort of goes, oh, that was interesting. <laughs> I did, at first, I was like, are we getting naked? And I was like, hey, I don't mind. I'm off of fertility. But like, whoa, you turned into a dinosaur. By the way, everybody, Rika's a dinosaur. Uh, what? <laughs> I, I can only sh- I can only take more of a humanoid. You kind of cut out after a that. There, at least for me. Yeah. Uh, uh, she says, "I I can only take the form of of an elf or an humanoid for a few hours each day. Uh, the rest of it is spent in my birth form." Oh, that's cool. Oh, you can cool. talk as a dinosaur. That's so cool. <laughs> That's the main question. You can talk as a dinosaur. <laughs> That's the question. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Mm. Can't lie. Very interesting. Just, just a little, just a like does a nod, and then she will uh, try to squeeze through it now. Uh, 
a little more suited for squishing through small areas now with okay. the new configuration. All right, go ahead and make another um, athletics check for me. Ah, shit. Four. Four. <laughs> so. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the rapper was just to help. <laughs> so it, it's a lot easier, surprisingly, to. Um, kind of scurry through the the entrance here because it's not it's it's not a wide entrance and you find yourself kind of really easily going through a little too easily and you actually fall all the way down to the next platform itself you hit and you feel yourself starting to slide but you are able to it's not it's not Un- unreasonably slanted like you you're able yeah. to stop yourself before you go over the edge and you see the next platform below you as well um, professor, you just watched a raptor fall into a hole. <laughs> it's not good. That is definitely not good. <laughs> well, tally ho. <laughs> All right, it's steep. You just glide, glide down, you land. It is rather steep. Um, but you see Rika sitting at the very edge of this thing, a little like surprised, and um you land on the platform without issue. Uh, Leon and Ray. Uh, given that we, uh, it, it appears as if, uh, they have made their way further down, uh, after apparently the reveal that, uh, <laughs> Rika is a, uh, dinosaur, uh, I'm going to, um, say, uh, well, here goes nothing, and, uh, Kind of use use uh, his claws uh, to try to dig into the um, into the sides of the tunnel and uh, claw his way down. Still tied and together. And since since we're tied, yeah, um, Ray will follow. Ray will just be above. So they're okay. kind of so, like so kind this. of making footholds for her as as we go by like clawing out the dirt. So both of you make an athletics check. Athletics. Uh, be sure to step where I step. That's that's a three. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, number gay. Twelve plus zero, so that's a twelve. <laughs> All right. So you, so matter of factly, Leon, are like just be sure to step where I step and then your claw hits rock that's just a little too hard and you feel just the tip ah, of the shit. claw actually like snap and you pull your claw back real quick and you don't have a good enough grip with the other one and you just fall tied it makes sense why you're not really able to hold on because the rope just pulls at your waist and oh. both of you tumble down um i need the professor and rika to make a dexterity saving throw for me oh no oh no Okay. Twelve. Oh boy, that's a that's a flat roll there, kiddos. Thirteen. All right. So you guys look, you guys look up just in time to see Ray and Leon slam into you, and as their bodies hit you, you lose any sort of <laughs> any sort of traction you had on this, and all of you tumble down to the next. <laughs> Uh, the next section together. You slam down into that rock, and then just that momentum carries you down to the very bottom. Um, 
all, all of you, all of you are going to take five points of damage. <laughs> oh, no. The air is knocked out of your lungs and you all lay now on the floor, like the bottom of the tunnels. Congratulations, you've made it in. Oh. <laughs> <Ow>. <laughs> <Fuck>. <laughs> that has not been my smoothest landing. I do remember a time I was adventuring with a very lovely Orkin lady, and she landed on top of me after we fell, and her bosoms were in my face. It was not entirely un- un- unwanted, but just not in that scenario, and I think I broke several ribs. Oh, fuck, are you okay? <laughs> yeah, I don't feel like anything's too broken. I'm worried about my soil samples, though. I must check oh. on them. Right. I can see Professor, like, get up, like, and, like, pull his backpack open and go diving in. And like you hear him like counting all of his soil samples. Wait, okay. uh, the soil samples. Leon gets up and she like starts she, like shakes herself and then starts like grimacing at the broken and snapped feathers. Like yeah, and now, start and now to now do the bird the raptor form as well oh, for the first time. Uh, hi. <laughs> um I assume you're Rika. That shakes his head and then like looks up like huh? Oh. Oh. Right, that's this, a, this is my birth form. That's so you're originally a uh, a raptor. I'm right. I'm I call it my feather form usually. That's an, an interesting. And as, and as Leon gets up, uh, you actually uh, see that his uh, wings fall limp behind him. As uh, as he gets up and he offers uh, Ray a hand, uh, and he says, uh, "Sorry about that. Are are you okay?" Ray kind of stands up and is like dusting herself off, and she's like, "No, yeah, I'm I'm fine. I'm more murked about the fact that I'm now the only one here that doesn't have feathers. I'm feeling really left out, and it's fine." I'll get over it. I and I yeah. get a feather to would you like a feather? <laughs> oh great. Uh Leon uh, actually All right, would you, you like a feather? <laughs> oh yeah, right. <laughs> thank 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 you. And she just kinda like puts it in a pocket. Okay. Uh Rika kinda blinks at her a moment and then uh kinda glances that uh the Microraptor, who survived the fall much better because it's tiny and was able to do the little flappies. <laughs> it just kind of fluttered away from the group, like, oh. Yeah. And Pharaoh kind of does a little jump pop skip over and then uh, lands on, like, flutters up and lands on Ray's shoulder and kind of gives her a little boop. Oh. <laughs> she looks sad. I have been blessed. <laughs> I have been blessed by this tiny feathery creature. On top of Rika again. Uh, <laughs> you all also hear all the right. sound of, of a trowel. And you turn, you see the professor getting another getting a soil sample from the bottom <laughs> of the tunnel. <laughs> like, and everyone yeah. turns, he goes, Yes. <laughs> oh. Uh, right, collecting those samples. Um, Leon is actually going to pluck one of his own feathers and uh, offer it to uh, Ray. And uh, he says, uh, in uh, where I come from, it's uh, it's a sign of familiarity. But uh, 
Here you go. Oh, thank you. And she'll uh, take it as well and put it in the same pocket. <laughs> you're welcome. Uh, but as as he turns around, you 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 actually see that the 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 wings which had fallen limp are actually completely limp uh, behind his back, and uh, you can see that they are not wings at all, but they're actually made of um, of of wood and canvas covered in uh, feathers. And he doesn't seem to notice uh, that they are broken. Uh, as he begins walking uh, towards the um, toward, towards wherever forward is, well, uh, shall we get going? <laughs> On that note, as you are now inside of the tunnels, um, I think all of you saw my poll earlier. Uh, professor, yes, you are able to roll with advantage oh. on one roll of your choice. It can be after you've rolled. You can say you want to choose okay. to have advantage on it, but you have one advantage roll that you can use whenever you'd like. Fancy schmancy. All right. Thank so. you, Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> From one bird app to another bird, I appreciate you. <laughs> That's good. Yes. All right. So these tunnels are, they're about almost 10 feet wide in most places. There are sections where debris has fallen in. um, So some parts might get a little single file, but other than that, you can choose to go single file or you can have two people in the front, two people in the back. Yes, I am asking, what is the marching order? Uh, Rika is very, now that they're in there, she's almost like, she's practically vibrating with energy. And she, like, hustles to the front. It's like, almost, almost like moving in chomping place a little. Bit. Yeah, she's she's right. chomping at the bit to get out and get in there. All right, so are you in the lead? Uh, she would be unless someone else moved her from out from that position. <laughs> no, I think Radiance would probably want to cover the back just because she's a spellcaster and a buff spellcaster. So she'll she's not a good she won't be doing a lot of fighting, probably. All right. Uh, yeah. Leon will probably be in the back with uh Ray as well. Okay. So Professor, are you keeping so like, pace with Rika or are you following yeah, in mind? I'll, I'll keep pace. I'll have I like doink my staff on. Um I feel like after that fall it kinda of, like fizzles for a second, I'm like, oh no, you don't. And I like whack it off a rock <laughs> and it lights up and like, there we go. Now it's working. <laughs> Meanwhile, as we're walking, I'm like regaling the group with many stories of my expeditions I have done and the many ways I've collected various soil samples. Perfect. Perfect. Wonderful. Um, um, as, uh, as we're walking uh, and as, um, as the professor is regaling us with these tales, um, Leon is actually going to sling the uh, bastard son of a loot and a liar from his back uh, and um, start plucking on it a little bit and uh, humming. And uh, he says, um, 
I'm I'm going to use. I'm gonna I'm gonna use some of these uh bardic, uh die. You know, mm-hmm. um, get out some inspiration. Yeah, I, I'm I'm going to do so, and um, uh, he's he's going to hum a tune a little bit, and it sounds very um, like melancholic almost, uh, but a little hopeful. And uh, but he doesn't sing; he just hums, mm-hmm. uh, and and he says, um, "There is a, you know, how we were talking about uh, as we're walking our uh, lines of work." This is a general question to everyone. I I didn't hear. Sorry. Oh, oh yeah, our lines of work. Yeah. Well, I suppose mine is listening to the living and the dead too. There's a lot of history here. Um, and then uh, he he's going to start uh, humming a hymn in a in another language. Uh, not sure if anyone would know it, but. Um, Let's see. Uh, given that you are at the front, Rika, you uh, you you kind of uh feel the uh resonance of the history of um in the feeling of being underground and all the beauty that there is to be there and all the hidden history that is in there and and you kind of vibe with it like like you're you're feeling like um you're resonating with this a little bit. So you now have a one d eight bardic inspiration die. Ooh. That's it. And uh, um, uh, so I've never actually played with a bard in the party before. So what does that mean mechanically? Oh, it means that um, the person who uh, hears that uh, one creature gains one d8, uh, and in the next ten minutes, the creature can spend the die and add that number to one ability check, attack roll, or saving throw. Sweet. Thank uh, you. Either before or after rolling, but. Before the effect takes place, obviously. Okay, cool. Mm. Sweet. Thanks. Uh, I'm not quite sure how exactly it looks when we're in here, um, but as we walk along, Rika will be looking around very intently. Um, If there's any, like, a slight shadow of a hole, she will stand there and look at it to make sure it doesn't go further. Okay, yeah, moving forward. Any signs of anyone being here, too. Right, it is fairly linear when you're first walking in here. It... It is a hole. It doesn't look to be part of the tunnel at first. This looks to be a tunnel they were digging to get into the tunnels. With all of the entrances being destroyed, they had to kind of create their own. So um, this all looks hand dug, um, maybe by magical means as well. But uh, the further that you go, um, it eventually opens up into the actual structure of what these tunnels were, which none of you have ever been in before. Even knowing the history of Fallmount, these tunnels stand about 15 feet high. These are um, about 10 feet wide still, um, enough to be able to push carts through. And um, there are support beams in, in all sorts of directions. And it's only open for just a, f- a few feet, maybe maybe eight, nine feet before there's this large board. Uh, it looks to be maybe once was a support beam that is blocking your path. Um, 
And this is the only place where you see heavy signs of people having been here before. Um, it looks like those diggers had come in and you see some tables set up uh, where maybe they were setting their tools. You see a few mining tools still sitting around. Um, but then you see one very old looking table maybe it was it's destroyed you see some like table legs on the ground destroyed wood um and from what uh zoller had mentioned before the miners had stopped when they found the journal so you assume this is maybe the location where they had found the journal okay did he say to keep digging or something like that uh he didn't he, he he didn't? He didn't say to or not to. Um, oh, right. But he just said this is where the miner stopped, didn't go any further, turned in the journal, and then he immediately hired or put up the board posting to hire you guys. Um, so the only... So essentially we're in a small room, for lack of a better term, and there is a support beam blocking the way. Correct, is it and like it's blocking it seems to just go the one direction. It seems to have just fallen to block the path. So, is it blocking it in a like path? Like, is it huge or is it like narrow and just that you have to kind of do a hop skip to get over? Um, it's pretty big. It's fallen down, and then beside it, some more rocks have shifted down. You okay. could maybe squeeze under it if you're careful. Um, question, Carrie. Can I just investigate kind of the crates and the various broken stuff to see? maybe this was a Meriwether operation okay. or maybe to see if there's any defining features of what this could have been. Sure. Make an investigation check. Three. At the fat three. <laughs> you have no idea. I mean, there's nothing, there's no sign here saying uh, Meriwether or, or another company or archive. There's nothing here stating who was investigating. Hmm. And here I was hoping for incriminating evidence. Right. Um, Leon's going to flip through the journal to see if there's any reference to the location of the artifact. Uh, the only thing looking through that journal that you can find is just that it was kept in his office. Oh, right. <laughs> Well, uh, I can't imagine his office is down here. Uh, hmm. And then looking, looking around, it's just, um, it, it's just this pole in the way. This yeah, just it's, it's a pretty big post that's just fallen over. <sighs> we could. That's kind of dangerous. Wouldn't want to risk a cave in. So pushing it's not a good idea. Also, I don't imagine any of us are that strong. Um, we could use rope to, and all four of us to try to pull it down. Pull the beam down? That, that could destabilize the cavern, which could set off a chain reaction that destabilizes other pieces of this underground. Yeah. Oh, right. That, that was my main worry. I, we could try to squeeze under it. That's true. Uh, does it look Not like there's space to squeeze under? Um, it looks like. You could, if you were careful. Right. Hmm. 
Rika will um, go start nosing under it to see, like, we test could to see also, it is. We could also dig under it a little bit to give us more room to do so. Yeah, so Rika, stepping over, um, kind of pushing under just a little bit, you would probably be able to get under, but if any of you are wearing bags of any sort, yeah. <laughs> right. they would have to go in before or after. Um, is there, is, cause you mentioned this is where they were digging. Are there like shovels or is there? Yeah, you see, you see shovels, you see picks, you see, um, there are even buckets of water that they were kind of making the earth a little softer in some places. Um, but that's it. Uh, Leon's actually going to do that in that he's going to pick up the water and use it to like splash it over where, um, where he's going to dig and then he's going to take uh probably a shovel because there's not a lot there's not a lot of room to swing overhead especially with um that beam there okay. and he's going to take a shovel and start digging it out a little bit to give everyone ample room to do so without catching on anything okay easy you... easy enough you would be able to dig just a, at least even just a few inches a couple inches would help just digging enough to where you're able to kind of shove a shoulder in and you would all be able to get under this, no problem. You see ah, Rika will help out. Sheathe his scimitar, pull out his trowel. He grabs it, hits a little <sighs> button, extends it, and then locks it. Because nice. it's time to dig. Burn of a thousand <laughs> gadgets. <laughs> <laughs> and he just starts going to town, just... Perfect. Rika will use her front claws, which her law is good at doing this. I'll say with with that help, you're able to get um, kind of a hole big enough to where you can easily, you could probably crawl under this now on your hands and knees, crawl underneath and get up on the other side. Given um, that, um, given that he, the professor now has a shovel. Um, Leon is going to take a pickaxe with him, just in case. Okay, sounds good. As um, he crawls in. All right, so as all of you arrive on the other side, you see what looks to be um, some sort of mound. Autumn, you're blocking my light. <laughs> <laughs> you see... They're helping. You see something, some sort of figure on the ground before you covered up with some sort of a blanket or tarp. Mm. How figure? big is this? Um, a figure, it appears um, to be... Uh, one second, there's going to be a cat fight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh no. Yes, please. Autumn went back there. <laughs> Are <laughs> <laughs> you just waiting? Wait, interrupt your brought your D your D and D broadcast to bring you cat fighting. It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> now literal, literal cat. Do you want to bring bring me the spray bottle? Yeah. We have a can of air for that purpose. See that? Yeah, I'm bringing it to mom. Thanks. It's not a Just threateningly <laughs> off screen. <laughs> All right. So 
Um, is it like human size? Is it my looks. Question, I guess? It looks humanoid. Yes. Okay. Rika will immediately take off and not pay attention to anything else in the room, uh, and to get over there and see what it is. You uncover it. Yeah. All right. So you see Rika sprint over, um, and immediately kind of claw, claw down and uncover uh, this figure, and you see um, a human, dark-haired, nice-looking clothing, um, lifeless in the dirt. Is this somebody I know? It is. Okay. She will scream like unend like unending heart like she is every all the misery she has ever felt is pouring out in one long high pitched scream and her microraptor like darts behind somebody in terror. Um uh, and what? she will just stand there, like screaming and sobbing over this over this body. Uh, Leon's gonna freeze at the scream and uh, kind of shout and like, "Hey, what the fuck are you doing?" But upon uh, seeing that uh, Rika is uh, sobbing, is like, "Oh," uh, and and he, and he's going to approach very slowly and uh, say. Rika, what, what is is it someone you know? She is way too caught up to to even notice someone approached her for a good uh, several minutes at least. Uh, she she is dead to the world. But after after a, a bit, um, she kind of glances up and blinks and realizes someone's standing there. She goes. This Oh no! Uh-oh. Sorry, you cut out. You, you froze. Yeah, you froze. Oh, sorry. Yeah, you froze. No, no, at this moment. I know. I <laughs> looks up and just just blinks a moment and like realizes there's someone standing. There. She goes, "This, I, I woke down for the history. My husband disappeared. Oh, he went down. He was sick. We were." We thought it would. We thought it would help. He went down first, and she just, she just, like, like everything, like she just, like all her feathers are drooping. I'm uh, sorry. The professor comes over and just sort of puts his shovel in the ground and just like hugs Aww. Rika, and just sort of like you hear like very like tender chirping sort of coming from him. You can see his feathers in the back of his head kind of like flicking up and down. He's just kind of like rubs rubs Rika's shoulders and everything. This is something that happened a while ago, right? Like not recently. Like he's pretty dead. Uh, Make a uh, make a medicine check. What is my okay plus three. Let's do this. And she said that he was sick. Oh no. There are five. Uh, no. You can at and least. Damn it. <laughs> you at least know it wasn't today. Well. Uh, here, okay. I'll, give, I'll give it a go. I got a plus three to my medicine. Uh, 14. 14, maybe a few days? Yes. Yeah, so You're not entirely like... sure either. 
there's no like spare the dying this guy like this guy's done so dead is he like we talking dead like murdered or like well i'm thinking more like stage like are we talking bloated is he mummified because there's no moisture down here he is at the early stages of decomposition okay it's like rigor mortis and like some bloating okay correct can we, um is, is, can is we it, tell how he died make an investigation just... check i heard uh leon asked that too i i think uh, yeah yeah both of you both of us too both of you can make an investigation check come on dice that would that's be better um 17 plus two plus so one. i got a 19. 14 14 and a 19 mm-hmm. all right so um the 19 will reveal uh at first glance looking you're not sure what the cause of death is um but as you're able to look a little bit more um in just the manner that his arms are in you're able to see a little blood pool sort of underneath the armpit and investigating a little bit more you see two dagger wounds just into the rib cage under the arm you said that your husband was sick. She kind of tries to catch her breath while she's like, Hi. his sister. His sister, right. I'm sorry. It's inc- incurable. Right. We, we thought it would buy us some time. I, I, I understand. It's uh, natural to want to save those you care about. Um, I, I'm, I'm sorry for your loss, but... Um, your husband didn't die of anything natural. This was something humanoid, given that there's dagger wounds. Your husband was murdered. She just kind of like her claws like flex in and out a couple times. Just I will. We'll find whoever did this and. But in where I come from, it's important. And, um, you know, I've, I've seen wherever you come from, it's important uh, how you handle the people you love. What would you like to do with him? We can bury him. We can take him once we leave. She, she can just... And she was obviously preparing for something bad, but obviously this is a little much. Not, and she's just not like, this I, bad. yeah. And she's like, I, the forest. He'd want to be in the forest. Okay. Uh, um, Leon covers him back up again with uh, the the shroud, and um, and man, I can't imagine. Is there like? Is there anything else down here besides like him, like a wheelbarrow or something? Uh, yeah, yeah, there would be probably on the other side, but yes. Right. Um, he's going to take it and he's going to use the wheelbarrow uh, to cover him from anything that might want to eat him, mm. and uh, and do so in that case. And um. Yeah, we're we're gonna come back for him, and we'll take him. 
and she just nods and uh, she walks over to kind of pat the uh she reluctantly like kind of pulls herself away and, and walks over to uh pet the microraptor a couple times and pharaoh looks up and it gives her a few comforting little nudges um as she calms down uh, she'll give a, ver- a thankful look to both of them okay um ray you yes. um while leon found the wounds you your hand brushing across you found a folded up piece of paper in the pocket do you read it yes i am sending that to you on twitter right now okay Okay. I'm not sure what to do with this information. <laughs> <laughs> That's never good to hear. No. As you're like, oh. So are you guys beginning to continue down this tunnel? Yes. Damn, are you sharing with the rest of the class? Um, I think first Ray's going to ask... Um, Rika, what, um, just curious, what was your husband's name? Rimmel. Sorry, what was it? Rimmel. Mm. Okay. Never mind. No, we're good. Let's just keep going. (laughs) Uh, why do you ask? Did you find it in who, did she, did Ray find it in in his, his pocket? pocket? Yes. Yeah. All right. Rico will come over and kind of just look. She's like, what? Well, what do also, you have? like, is, did she hide it? or That's true. Yeah, you that's have... true. Did I? I probably just opened it. You glanced at it, and then what did what did you do with it after? Because you had a moment of, like, kind of like the, processing. You were off everyone, yeah. So you can, as they were all standing up, you can decide, did you conceal it, or is it still out in the open? Um, first, could I, would there be a role that I could do to see if I know who this is from? I don't know if that would be a history or... To see who it's from? Yes. Um. Or like who wrote this? Yeah. Yeah, I'll say just make a general history check. Okay, because I'm, I'm not quite sure what role that would be. Like if you recognize the handwriting oh, or no. the name. I'm burning this dice. Strawberry dice. You've done me wrong. No, and you <laughs> no. got so desperately. Well, game. it's a seven no. altogether. <laughs> yeah, you. It's too vague. Also, um, would we see her reading this? I guess it would have to be a sleight of hand check. Yeah, if you're trying to, are you are you trying to kind of put it away? Um. I don't know if I would, actually. Because this was at the same time that most of you were um, talking about the wounds and asking the questions about Rika's husband, so. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if, I don't know if Ray would have tried to sort yeah. of put it away. 
And you specifically asked Rika, so that's the only reason I said, well, she looked over. Because other than that, Rika's not going to notice anything in the world right now, unless it's very obvious. Okay. I think I'm going to... Holding it, kind of. Yeah, I think I'm just kind of sitting there, like... Um, (laughs) I found this. Um, do we know anybody whose name starts with an A? Other than Professor... Because I don't. I know so many people. I don't know a single person whose name starts with a name, not one. Uh, but she basically, <laughs> she'll just she'll just hand it over. I think she'll hand it over to Rika first because she found it on her husband's body, right? Yes. And I'll just say I found this in uh, uh, your husband's pocket. And it's just, do you want me to read it or do you want to read Either it? Either way. Okay, oh, I sorry. Read. I cut out. Oh. Oh, hi. Hello, welcome uh, back. Hi, hi, hi. Uh, what was the last thing y'all said? Sorry. Uh, there was Ray... someone's name, right? Yes, yeah, so Ray is just giving this letter to, or this note, I guess, to Rika first. Mm-hmm, and it yeah. just says, I trust that Mikil has no clue we're speaking. Find the artifact and get it to me in one piece, signed with an A. And I don't know what that means. After a moment of like just staring at it blankly, she'll just kind of blindly pass it on to whoever's closest. Like, I don't know who these people are. What was I mean, the other we, name? We know who Mikil is because that's the guy that hired us. That's Zoller's last name, yes. Right. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I'm an A, yeah. I don't know who he is. Do we know who Miss do we know Mr. Mayweather's first name? Um Professor, you would know Mr. Yeah, Weather's first name. It is Robert. Okay. Well, unless it's uh, uh, Atwick or Axel or himself. literally Arwick for whatever reason. Back right. from the dead from hundreds Eventually, of years ago. Yeah. We don't know anyone. Plot twist. Well, I don't know. Gonna, I, I character. I character. We're going to fight a lich at level 5. Hashtag, I'm dead. I got 20. That'd be really fun, a lich at level 5. Well, whichever way, um, in, and her husband's name was Rimmel. R-I-M-E-L. Right. Her husband's name was, uh, well, it, uh, I have no idea who this could be, but it seems that it's vital that we find out. Unless we end up like, well, you know, not alive. End up like not alive. <laughs> let's, um, let's keep going. Yeah. See what hmm. else we can find. All right. Continuing further. I assume in silence, probably at this yeah. point. Um, very quiet. You just hear your footsteps as you're continuing forward. You move forward for probably about 15 minutes in a pretty linear tunnel um, before you actually come up to one singular door. It's wooden. Mm -hmm. It seems well-structured against this tunnel itself. Uh, You see... um, 
bricks kind of stacked to make a wall in this tunnel to house this door. Um, but it is an arched door, and the handle, it looks really rusty as you're approaching. Um, Does it look to have a lock on it? Or like um, a keyhole? There is no keyhole. And no lock? N- n- no lock. Oh, okay. It just seems to be a handle. What happens if we just pull on it? Do you pull on well, it? Well, you want to find out? Can I roll a perception check first to see if there's any traps <laughs> on this here door? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> the way that you... That's an at 20. Okay, we make up for it in the end. <laughs> you are absolutely positive that this door is just a door. Oh, well, I'll just open it then. All right, you pull on the... Uh, it's... It's really rusted, so it takes you a moment, and then it finally just like turns, and you're able to pull it and open up the door, and it opens. Um, it, make a perception check, actually, for me, real quick, as it's opening up. Okay, come on. Okay, okay, okay. You have dark vision too, so. Yes. Um, as you are opening up the door, the first thing you notice as it's opening is the floor. Um, it's no longer a like packed dirt floor like it was before. You see actual tiles of some sort of stone. Um, the tiles themselves are about six feet by six feet. And it, they almost look like, um, like granite countertops, but it's the flooring itself and you can see obvious cracks between the tiles um you see as the door opens all the way and you're able to see the walls you see um there are notes and scribbles hung up seemingly all across the wall that you can see um and then there are two support beams in this room as well that seem to be holding up an also tiled ceiling. Um, And I guess it's just otherwise empty. Yep. Okay. And like the whole floor is these tiles or is there? The whole floor seems to be these six foot by six foot tiles. What happens if I throw a rock in the room? (laughs) You kind of look down, pick something up, and toss it in. Nothing. Nothing. What are we thinking? Uh, I think we read what those notes say. Okay. They say knowledge is power. If we are able to garner more information about what happened here, because I'm assuming, just looking around, and this is the feeling... This was not like this before. So something hinky's going on. And if we find out knowledge, we can find out the truth. After you. All right, let's go. I walk in. All right. Walking into the room, you see... You die. <laughs> I'm Walking dead. into the room, you Killing die. falls, everyone dies. <laughs> <laughs> Walking into the room, you see 
all of the walls are covered in papers and scribblings. Um, there are no other doors except for the one that you entered into. Oh, I, mm, I don't like this. This is a solitary country. <laughs> but... This is the no-no zone. They don't like it. <laughs> um, yeah, and then you just see the support beams and notes all over the place. Um, I think I will start walking around looking at notes then. Just try yeah, to see if there's anything that would... All right. Yeah. Anyone looking at the notes, make an per- uh, investigation check. Okay. Yeah, that's not the one I have good numbers in. I'm going to keep uh, going. I, I got an 11. You'd be a okay. 16, oh great DM. Okay. Yeah. Rika is still very distraught, barely seeing things straight, and rolled a grand total of eight. Okay. <laughs> uh, Leon, did you say you were standing at the door keeping watch? Uh, yes, and also okay. keeping the door open. Okay, sounds good. Um, all right, so, um, Professor, mm-hmm. after all of you spend about 10 minutes looking over all of these notes, some of them written in languages that are just very ancient dialects of even if you knew the language you'd be able to recognize some words but it's just such an ancient dialect of this language that a lot of it you can't make out um but upon investigating one whole side of the wall you're able to find a note that seems to be particularly about this room specifically um it shows a diagram of this room and you see It's drawn with another room directly on the other side of the wall across from the door. You see this room has uh, the tile in the center. There seems to be some sort of object drawn on it. You can't quite tell what it is, um, but there's something drawn on that tile. And then there's an X on the tile's directly to the left and directly to the right. And then switching over to the room on the next side of the wall. There's not much detail about that room, but you see the center tile has something drawn on it. And there's an X to the left and the right on each of those tiles as well. Okay. Find anything? I have indeed, and I will show them the the doodles. Okay. Um, you know, I'm wondering if this says that we should put something on those tiles, or that we should avoid those at all costs. See, here's my here's my idea. I load a good old Eldritch blast, and I just shoot the two X's, and we see what happens. Where are the support beams? I will show you. That's a, mm, that's a good point. Are the support beams right next to the X's? Because if so, that could change the plan. Because <laughs> I don't want to just go in blasting. Support beams. All right. So anyway, I started Eldritch Blast. Started blasting. Started blasting. Uh, okay. The support beams are the circles. Okay. Okay. So less... Oh, damn. How do I view that? Um, I can hear. Oh. I'll, take it a, I'll take a picture and I'll send it to the Discord. Oh, great. 
Let's try just shooting one to start. Should I just shoot one? Uh, that is a question whether we should shoot anything at all. Mm. Well, it did that way. It gets us far away from it. So if something does go first, okay, first, let's gather all the notes. I, I will gather all the notes. I will put them in a, in a bin. So I go around and I gather, I like take all the notes. I throw them into a book. Or I throw them into a folder and I put them all of the notes. All of the notes. I grab all the notes. <laughs> okay. All a lot of notes. Rico will That's a lot of notes. All yeah, the so many. Notes. Rico will all right. And help all all six yeah. Sounds great. I feel I'm like cramming like a like a Pokemon card binder. Just hey, be careful. Those are like you're trying to close it, but it won't quite close. I think I think I need a bigger backpack. <laughs> <laughs> like tighten the straps. Perfect. Okay. And now I lock and load an Eldritch Blast and I pop one of the first exits. Also, okay. I like to think my Eldritch Blast when it fires looks like a flaming parrot. Beautiful. Where's everybody standing? I'm by the door. Far I'd, away. Yeah, I would go walk next by to the door. door. Okay, so kind of st- all of you standing off by the door, you fire off an Eldritch Blast at one of these tiles that has the X on it, or like that has the X on it on the diagram, and you uh, slam the Eldritch Blast into it. You see the impact, and you just hear kind of... And that's it. Nothing happens? Uh, 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 equal weight. Maybe they need to have equal weight on them. Or both pressed at the same time to activate them. Do I? <sighs> two guns. I, I two two finger guns. I I do two Roy Mustangs. Okay, slams into it. Um, you see the impact. Uh, you you hear kind of the shifting of stone, and for a moment you see a little light on the ceiling, but it fades. Oh. Ooh, right. I think okay, maybe we have to hit all four. You well, can't. Mm. Yeah, you can't see the other two. They're between, or there's a wall blocking. And there's nothing in here that's like heavy, right? I turn uh, my no. Eldritch Blast to the wall. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no. <laughs> the structural integrity. Yeah, there's two. There's two pillars. They'll be fine. I look around, like, getting the, the confirmation. Wait, we could just... I, I think not in a position to make could... a sound. He just nods. Hold on. <laughs> professor, professor, professor. Yes? Something did happen upon pressing those two tiles. So I think maybe they just need to be sustained. L- Leon and I could literally just go stand on them. <laughs> Wait, hold on. <laughs> well, true, but maybe not specifically Leon. <laughs> think, wait, wait, wait. Let us grab some rocks. Let us go get some rocks from the cave and we'll put the rocks on it. And then that way, does anybody have mage hand? Uh, <laughs> shit. Okay. No. I, I do cast magic no. and I do have hands. Yeah. Okay. Then what we can do is we can go get some rocks or some rubble and put it on there. 
because I'm a little worried about putting because what if it opens up and like lava comes spewing out? Or like be, hot um, liquid gold and we smout we get smout. Like Unfortunately, who knows? Maybe deep down, Carrie is a sadist and just wants to see the world burn and see us burn in. <laughs> There's no winning this one shot, actually. <laughs> How many pounds of force does an Eldritch Blast produce, if I may ask? Not much. Not much. So it doesn't take much. If anything, I would uh, imagine it's like a punch. Like yeah, a very like a, strong a little push. Punch. Yeah. In fact, um, uh, anyone got anything like kind of heavy? I have a bedroll uh, yeah. off the top of my head. I have my daggers. I mean, I have oh an explorer's pack, so it's probably weighty enough. Oh, I technically have a miner's pick. Apparently. Oh, <laughs> right. I, uh, I also have a pickaxe. I had some stuff strapped to my back and stuff. All right. So we'll use the pickaxe, which has a considerable amount of weight, and we'll use those to weigh it down, since the Eldritch Blast didn't, doesn't produce much uh your your you know pew pew thing doesn't uh really seem to produce much force and then i uh, like to call it parrot poppers oh your parrot poppers uh and then we'll book it as soon as we drop them so uh you ready all right uh so Leon is going to go and take out the pickaxe and, and, and hold walk up to the tile and hold it out over it okay. and wait until uh, Rika is ready. She uh, she will back out of the way. Yeah. Really and, uh, on three, I guess. What are we putting on the other one? Oh, uh, a pickaxe as well. Oh, yeah, gotcha. She, okay. she, she'll... she'll She'll actually grab this one with, like, she'll back up and grab it, like, with her jaw and kind of pull it nice. off. Yeah, and then, like, get ready. All right, so we're one. dropping the pickaxes onto the... Right. Yeah, yeah. One, two, three. And then, uh... Ding, ding, and then the And then Leon books it back to the door. Sprinting! Nothing happened. Nothing happened? No. Damn. So the Eldritch Blast worked, but the pickaxe didn't. Mm. It needs magic? Rika, Rika, since you're standing yes. there, make a perception check for me. Yeah, because she didn't move. Right. Uh, 13. 13. At impact, the plates seemed to shift a little bit, but it just wasn't enough weight. She kind of, she kind of like tilts her head at it, and goes like, "It looks like we just need more weight." Oh, oh, okay. Uh, fuck. What else do we have? Uh, Leon starts searching through his pack. Um, damn. I'm not, I'm sorry. I'm not gonna be able to put my uh my liar on there. My boat liar. She, I have. Uh, she just looked like glance. She's like, I'll stand on one. What? Just pile I mean, everything we have on the air. Uh, I value my belongings, so I'll just use my life. <laughs> and Leon's gonna stand on the other one. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Sound logic. <laughs> 
that's it. So uh, yeah, Rico Liam's will also go to just stand on step it. out onto it. Same time. Yep. All right. So, um, Leon and Rika walk over and stand on each of these pressure plates. And as they click down, you see the light glow from the ceiling again. And a beam comes down and like slams down into the tile that is in between the two of you. It sits there for a solid maybe 10 seconds and then disappears. Does anything else happen? Nope. Uh, is there something different about that tile that is in between? Uh, make a perception check or an investigation. I'll let you pick. Uh, we'll do perception. I love that sweet, sweet plus six. Well, we're not dead. Okay, so for 24. 24. Okay, 24. So, so you immediately walk over and start investigating this tile. And... Just by looking at it, you can see there aren't burn marks necessarily, like where the light is slamming into. It doesn't look like it's harmful, but you see almost like a constant shadow. You see various shapes seem to have been hit and seem to have blocked the light at various periods of time. Okay. Just slightly different shading on different parts of the tile. But it looks solid. It doesn't look like a pressure plate. Right. Okay. Hmm. Shapes like a, a square for a market square or a triangle for a sale. <laughs> it was the gods all along. Um, <laughs> the gods <laughs> all along. <laughs> we just no, let them get um, away right from Do the shapes noses. look like like primary like like building block shapes or do no they look-, they, they look like various objects like one of them is rounded like a tankard maybe one of them looks like it could have been an open book hmm. all right um we're gonna put something in the middle leon is going to put again. the pickaxe in the middle and then uh i guess we jump on three to reactivate it she nods one, three, two, three. Jump, land back on it. You hear it as the light lights up in the center and slams down on this thing. It's there for a solid 10 seconds and then the light and the pickaxe disappear. <gasps> it's a teleporter. Yes. He dabbled he, in teleportation, he teleportation magic. magic. All right. I'll uh, do it first. I stayed in the middle. This is so exciting. Chris to die. Ray runs over and stands in the middle immediately. Do it. Step on the plates. Wait. uh, No, just uh, do it. But we don't want you to go alone wherever you're going. Uh, I will go. I will go. Great. Uh, See you on the other side. The professor, as they get ready, like pulls out one of his scimitars and tries to look as like much like an '80s like. Pulp fantasy movie poster as possible. We shall go together. Okay. Rika just kind of like does a. All right. Okay. Ready. And uh, if I don't see you after this, uh, it was nice knowing you. Indeed, you as well. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking, he salutes back and then one, two, Two, three. Three. All right. uh, The triumphant music starts as you say your goodbye. And (laughs) the two of you jump up 
slam down the the tiles shift the light comes down slams into both of you you feel nothing and then suddenly ray and the professor are gone along with the light oh fuck are we dead we don't know yet (laughs) we appear Uh, on a beautiful island (laughs) see if you feel the flowers there's a tiki bar over there the Um, professor goes against plastic uh, Leon is going so, to like look around what? for a moment. Rika just kind of like goes so. What now? What? Yeah. Uh, I wait. Hold on. The the diagram. There's a room attached. Which which wall is that? Uh, consulting the diagram. Which which wall would be the one to the connecting room? The wall farthest on the other side of the door. Okay. Um, Leon is going to go up to it and uh, pound on it. I don't know how thick it is, but... Uh, go ahead and make a strength check for me. I'm gonna break my fucking hand. Two! <laughs> Minus <laughs> one, so a uh, dirty one. All Rika right. will go over and, and try to it as well. Okay, just go ahead and make uh, a strength check. I, I, I punch oh, it, fuck. and then I, I say... I rolled a three! So I, I have a total of two. <laughs> two so then you walk over and go, how? <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, oh uh, hold on. How, how thick does the wall appear to be? Uh, it's hard to tell, but from your punch, it seems really thick. Okay, uh, I am going to think really hard uh, towards Ray. And uh, I'm going to cast message and say, hey, can you hear me? <laughs> Are so you alive? You're casting message to Ray. Yeah. Okay. Um, On that note. And cast through solid no- objects if familiar with target. Uh, doesn't work in magical silence. One inch stone, one inch metal, any lead. Oh, fuck. So if it's even one inch thick, it won't work. <laughs> okay. Shit. Uh, Good so, to know. Uh, no, nothing. Uh, nothing in return. Nothing in return. Damn, hate to see it. <sighs> Fuck. Uh, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Wait, maybe, maybe if they can activate, then it'll teleport us there. Maybe. Uh, Leon's gonna stand on the center plate and then just wait there and see if anything happens. (laughs) (laughs) That is fair. All right, sounds good. Cutting to Ray and the professor. Uh, You stood in this center tile. The light came down and you were kind of blinded for a second. It didn't hurt, but it was just very bright. And when you open your eyes, you're in a different room. You are standing in what appears to be Arwick's office. You see the two obvious pressure plates on either side. And you see across the way there is a dusty old desk. But the most important thing is that you see the walls are lined with shelves. And on the shelves are hundreds and hundreds of orbs. Fuck. 
Oh, no. Fuck. Well. <laughs> um, Orbs for everyone. Do, do they look like they're like, do they all look the same, or are these like as of right now? Tell if they're prototypes, as of right now, they all look sort of like a just a glass paperweight, uh, they're all dormant basically. So, no way of knowing. Hey, professor. Uh, yeah. Do you really work for the museum? I do. So what would happen if you didn't bring back an orb? Um, that's a good question. Well, if I was honest with Mr. Merriweather and said, listen, Mr. Merriweather, there was like a hundred plus <laughs> orbs. <laughs> Uh, we, uh, you told me to find one. I got you one orb. You can't fire me for doing what you told me to do. And I guess I did it. Or I take my backpack off. I reach down to the bottom and I pull out six or seven sacks that I have in my backpack. Or we load up all these sacks with all the orbs and we bring them back. So. Okay. Um, let's see. What am I going to do here? Harry, by a rough guess, how many orbs are there? Um, at least a couple hundred. <laughs> they're they're <laughs> about this size, like baseball sized. And there are shelves from... Ugh. Top to bottom, all the way around the room. Um. Okay. Um. I think. I think. Uh, Radiance turns to Professor and just says, "I think maybe we should at least get Rika and Leon over here." Yes, this sounds like a good idea. Okay. And so we're going to go step on the pressure plates in this room. Okay. Um, let me check something real quick. <laughs> All right. So you guys said uh, you guys are bringing rocks. Uh, Leon is going to oh. carry out uh, the professor's plan to bring rocks to weigh down the pressure plates. All right, and were you getting rocks as well, Rika? Uh, yeah, I'll start putting some into my various saddlebags. All right, so as you guys are making your way back into the room, you see the light slam down in the center and then vanish. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no! <laughs> uh, Leon's gonna rush to the center of the room and um, dump the rocks that uh, he has on the other plate and wait on the center and, and hope, hope that it, uh, it, it comes back. Uh, fuck. I knew we should have waited. She <laughs> kind of stands there for a moment and thinks and she's like, if we leave rocks on the pressure plate, will that 
make it not work to come back? Wait. Oh, that would be awful. We would get stuck in the room. Okay. Uh, fuck the rocks. <laughs> Push cool. all the yeah. rocks off. <laughs> yeah, she, and, she eats her rocks. Oh. And Leon, well, actually, once she, again, she... <laughs> waits patiently on the center platform, hoping that the light's gonna come back on. Alright, so Ray and we Professor... We can walk over too. Okay. Ray and Professor, you stand on it, it lights up, it goes away, and you're like, huh. Do you try they it again? Must have, they must have seen it that time, right? Like we, we <laughs> maybe, let's just try it maybe one more time. Because maybe they just weren't ready. For science. For, for science. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, <laughs> and so we'll step off and we'll step back on again. <laughs> All right. This time the light comes down and then uh, Leon and Rika appear on the center tile oh. before you. The two of you, you see the same, this same, this office with orbs lining the walls. Wow. Yeah, so wow. welcome to our hell. <laughs> uh, we got a lot of shit here to handle. And um, yeah. Where? I think Ray kind of like the pulls out the feathers that she was given and okay. just kind of looks at them. Okay. Um, and then so- kind of puts them back. Okay. And then says, um, you guys have all been a lot nicer to me than I expected you would. Um, so I may be, be good to let you know that um, I come from a group of clerics that have been studying Arwick, uh, and I was sent to destroy the orb. Oh. Uh... Because we don't, no one knows what it does. We just know that it was powerful and that it was some sort of in- Tense magic that was banned. And if that gets into the wrong hands, who knows what destruction could befall? All right. So, Professor wants to give it to the museum. You want to destroy it? And uh, Rika speaks up. She's like, I. So. So. Wait, wait. What the hell was his name? Uh, Zoller? Zoller, yes, thank you. Oh, yeah, yeah. Zoller wasn't entirely truthful with you all. Oh. And she, she just kind of shakes her head a little. She's like, it, this was all his plan. We had worked with him before, Rimmel and I, on some occasions. And it was he was the one who, said, who mentioned the orb when Rimmel's sister fell sick. He said it could stop time. Stop time. He he I, he didn't tell us much. He just said something about it stopping time and that it might be our only shot. And we were desperate. He after Rimmel went in uh, by himself, then I I wanted to go look right away, but Zoral said uh, Zoral said uh, Zor- what the fuck was his name Zoral. <laughs> Zoller, yes. Zoller, Zoller. Uh, Zoller said that it would be too dangerous to go alone. We needed more people. Um, I, I, he, he suggested the ruse. I, I didn't like it, but if it would help me find Ramil, well, we're here. I, I 
I can't let a chance to save his sister pass up. It was the last thing he wanted. So, I can't let his sacrifice be in vain. You lied. You lied. And you lied. Is there anyone else who's lying to me right now? I wouldn't say lying. I would say bending the truth slightly. Oh, right, right. Um, I kind of I mean... looks at the microraptor. She's like, well, I suppose Pharaoh didn't lie. I suppose so. Uh, Pharaoh sits up proudly. <laughs> well, cheer up. <laughs> okay, I, I don't usually do this, but um, if we're being honest here, uh, especially given the um, gravity of the situation, uh, I'm also lying. <laughs> Everyone is lying. Oh, my lord. I, uh, <laughs> it's kind of like a murder mystery, but everyone's guilty. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking, um, we got like an Agatha Christie going on here. Also, um, DM, would you now say that I now know what the orb of Outwick looks like and I'm familiar with its shape and construction and the nature of its properties? Well, all of the orbs do look the same. Right, they look exactly the same. But um, only... You have never right. seen the orb before. You've never seen a accurate diagram of the orb before. So I would say no, you still don't entirely know what its physical properties would be. Oh, right, right. But I, I, I know something about the nature of the object. It's not, it's not just an orb. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know it's a magical orb. With, uh, without, uh, as, as I start saying this, I am going to try and cast Locate Object okay. on the orb of that work. Uh, let me see. Do you have the spell pulled up? Uh, yes. Uh, lead blocks it. <laughs> Hold on, let me pull this up. Uh, which tab is this under? I have it right next. I have the book right next to me too. If we just need a book. Oh, there it is. There it is. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, describe or name an object that is familiar to you. You sense the direction of the object's location. As long as that object is within a thousand feet, uh, you, c you the spell can locate a specific object known to you as long as you have uh, seen it within thirty feet at least once. Uh, alternatively, the spell can locate the nearest object of a particular kind, uh, and it can't locate it through lead. Okay, so Would you, you say I'm within 30 feet of every orb in this room? Yes. Um, focusing on your knowledge and your history the history that you know about the orb that you're specifically looking for, it can sh point you to, it's not specific because you haven't seen it actually before. So you just feel it coming from the far wall. Right. That narrows uh... it down to maybe 150? 150 Ish. orbs. Would you do? Do I have like a direction like near the top or near the bottom or just the far wall? 
Um, I'll say if you start moving a little bit closer, uh, you would feel it more towards the bottom. Oh, right. Uh, as as uh, Leon starts to speak, he starts pacing uh, around the room, like kind of slowly. Uh, I'll be honest. I'm uh, I'm not your average archaeologist or treasure hunter or anything like that. And as I'm sure you've heard me mention, according to the legends of my people, Atwick is not the uh, inventor of teleportation magic and not the discoverer or inventor of the orb, but rather the work of my people who are not the morning doves. Uh, and as as he walks, he's going to shrug off what is now a harness, kind of like bra style, like <laughs> under the shirt, takes off the straps and shrugs it off, uh, and then um, unclips it, and then grabs his own beak and crushes it, and beak uh, the outer layer of the beak crumbles away. Oh, no. The beak okay. of a uh... <laughs> no, he just rips off his own. I don't need a mouth anymore. Uh, leaving a distinctly curved beaks, and uh, as as uh, he runs his hand through his feathers, it's a uh, like uh, brown dun starts to uh, flake away, leaving a shiny. Ravenesque black, uh, and uh, I'm sure you've heard how uh, how tyrannical our dear king could be. My entire people were disappeared for speaking the truth, and the truth is something I wish to preserve, including the truth that my people, the Kenku of the Parthcrow, were the ones who invented and, lo- and discovered and this is going to be the last trace the long and short of it is I can't let you destroy the orb and I can't let you take it so what are we going to do with that information and uh, as as Leon finishes up he's going to be near the back wall and you said you said I sent it near the bottom yeah it's kind of a um, and, and 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 as as he's walking, his demeanor starts to change. He's all like his feathers start to kind of puff up, and he's almost looking like on edge and um, testingly almost hostile. Um, walking along the back wall, can I play hot and cold? Like, do I pass it? Do I go draw near to it? Um, I'll say it's too broad of a hot spot, so to speak. You can narrow it down to maybe like a five foot wide gap where it's possibly at. Okay. And how many does that narrow it down to? Um, uh, I'd say maybe 25-ish. 25-ish. Okay. And my business isn't purely academic. Yes, I do travel the world and I do record the truths of the living and the dead but I also stop those who would stand in the way of that or who would take and prevent that and honestly 
I like you guys. And I don't want to have a problem. Rika uh, just kind of steps half foot forward. She kind of looks up. She's like, So with all that being said, do you know what it does? Oh, I have no idea. <laughs> but if it does stop time as you so claim, then I wouldn't want your husband's sacrifice to be in vain. I would uh, perhaps go with you in your journey and help try to save your younger sister-in-law. But beyond that, I have to return this orb to where it rightfully belongs with my people or rather with me, the last of my people. She kind of like dods a bit and she's like, I <laughs> am one of, I am the last of my kind that I know. I, my clan was it, it was a number of bad years. Uh, we lost one to uh, a grizzly bear. Uh, lost another in a storm. We just kept getting picked off. So I can understand. And I, I don't have much of a people or a home. I, until I really met Rimmel and another two. I, I understand wanting to recover pieces of your past. I wouldn't want to take that away from you. Yeah. But I also can understand not Sorry. wanting something of such power being in someone's hands. And she kind of shows a little bit. I, I don't trust Solar. I, I would not give it to Solar. That makes two of us. And you two? What do you think? Can I roll an inside check on Leon? What are you trying to... Just to know if what he's... I guess it's it's less of like... motive? Yeah, it's sort of, yeah, motive. If he is mm -hmm. actually just taking the orb for, like, historically, like, where to put it back where it belongs with, like, with his people, or if he's just completely bamboozling us all. Okay, make an insight check. Okay. Dice Checked. don't fail We've me backstabbed now. and we have even been bamboozled. Oh, that is no. a 14. 14? <laughs> a lot of people have been lying to you today. Um, they seemed to lie pretty easily before... They could be lying now. All of them could be lying now. <laughs> Oops, all lies. <laughs> <laughs> and layer two, it's like an onion. <laughs> right. Layer Some two. 5D chess is what we're playing here. Oh, no. I believe I have a solution to this whole fanfare. Okay. I'm listening, dear professor. I was sent here, obviously, to ensure the return of the artifact to the museum. But, as I am a Kenku as well, I cannot, with the integrity of my being remaining, take away an artifact that once belonged to its rightful people. 
that has always been something that I have never been able to do and I never will do. So perhaps what we can do is this. We can go back to the museum and we can, and you can tell Mr. Merriweather what you've told us. Then we can set up some sort of uh, arrangement or partnership between the Kenku and the museum so that way you can help us learn and you are able to share your story and continue to collect your history. Then what we do, because we got a fuck ton of other orbs, is we put one of the museum as a fake, which I'm totally fine with. We put one of the museum as a fake, we give it a fake placard, move on, no one's the wise. Then we go and give another fake one to Zoller, and before we go, we alert the authorities. We have them wait outside and wait <laughs> for a cinematically appropriate moment to have them come in for him to get caught with his pants down than the fact that he's a bad guy. Okay. Uh-huh. I'm following. <laughs> so, so, in this case, it is not taken back to the museum. It is historically described because we can say that this was a relic which we found destroyed. It is returned to its native peoples, to its original creators, and we are able to set right the history that has been revised. And it is, it is destroyed in the public consciousness. Hmm. Uh, Leon leans back and rubs his beak the underside of it and uh and then cracks a smile not a not a smile but rather a grin and okay. starts chuckling <laughs> and starts chuckling and then <laughs> <laughs> you know uh professor i would uh I would say that's a good plan, even a even a great plan. Uh, but there is one pot problem with that one. Yes. Who do you think disappeared my people in the first place? Why do you think they were disappeared in the first place? It's those same institutions that museum, your king. All of it. it. It was the Meriwether Museum who was seeking the artifacts that we had. The entire reason, our entire, my entire people were disappeared, wiped from history, the face of existence. So no, I, I will not be telling your dear mentor or whatever he is to you uh, the truth behind my people, and I advise that you don't as well, lest you be disappeared as well. If you want to do right, you should no longer work for that institution. Because it's one that repeats this over and over throughout history. It's why I've had to run and steal and kill people that I might have otherwise respected. And if you have any care for morality, I suggest a career change. I suggest you join me. 
Yes, we'll go with your plan. We'll switch it out for the fake orb. We'll destroy another fake orb. We'll we'll frame the man for his own actual crimes. That's kind of strange how that works. <laughs> but the orb comes with me. The orb stays with me. And whatever remaining people, if I can find them out there, remain. Is this agreeable? So you you see the professor sort of take out his badge and kind of look at it and he just kind of you can almost see him processing like a lot of different emotions. The fact that he's tried so hard to fight against stuff like that but realizing that he's just one one little parrot that can't defeat that by himself and you can see sort of his feathers around the back of his head get very ruffled and kind of floof up and down up and down you know I tried for so long to fix issues like this I thought that by me leaving the islands where I grew up, maybe it'd be a way to keep my people's memory alive. But now it's just a trade outpost. And the macaw have just faded away, become assimilated. There's not many of us left anymore. I thought maybe from the inside I could fix things. Make a new map to a better future. But you can't. And that's that's okay. We're not going to fix it from the inside, but we can fix it from the outside. Dismantle it, start anew, start something else. Man, this campaign really said AMAB, all museums are bastards. <laughs> And uh, I did take a lot of public history classes in college that definitely hit on the fact that <laughs> there are ways to do museums right, the majority of them are bad. Right. Um, Will you join me then? Uh, you see him like take off his turban and kind of like just put it on the table and put away his badge and goes I'm down to burn some shit also I so, thought of an even better addition to the plan oh yeah we give a bunch of people fake orbs and then we just say hey Zola you want to go out to lunch and we come outside and all the people have fake orbs <laughs> and then hey. that's when the police show up <laughs> Chaotic, sure. That is, uh, yeah, I kind of like this idea. Leaves them to figure out the truth for themselves. And then we'll just, <sighs> we'll, you know, drown Zola in an alleyway somewhere else. Right, right. Well, Ray, are you, are you with us in it? I'm down. What about Mi Mistress Radiance and, and Rika? You guys down to break down the establishment? I got two scimitars, loads of soil samples, and a itching, burning right to do some good. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, if all else, I would rather just learn everything that I've learned about these orbs has apparently been a lie. So the truth is one thing that I would like to eventually learn. If I can be guaranteed that from either of you, then I will accept this. It's my life's purpose. Sure, I have to lie a lot to get to the truth, but it's ultimately what I seek and ultimately what I'm bound to. And for one truth, uh, my name's Ash and I, and uh, I'm not a man. I really hate these disguises. <laughs> Uh, it's nice to meet you, Ray. Uh, actually, this time. Ray holds out her hand. Nice to meet you as well. And, uh, Leanne, uh, she takes it and shakes your hand. Uh, so, now that we've all decided to trust each other, <laughs> and no longer lie to each other, the, I, I've narrowed down in possibility, magically speaking, locate object in uh, in my line of work as a hell of a spell that it has to be one of these 25 orbs right here. <laughs> one of these very special 25. <laughs> Jesus. I will allow you all to make an investigation check in that area to see if you can right. find it. Oh, right. As um, you all start uh, doing your search, Rika kind of like... She's just been listening and processing this all and letting you all work it out amongst yourselves at this point. And then she's just kind of like, I... Who stabbed Rimmo? That is a good question. And one I figure we uh, find out once we shake down our dear employer in the alleyway. I feel like that's the only way we're I'm going to find out. I'm down for waterboarding. I think that will be a great way to get the information out of it. She kind of like takes a moment as she realizes what you kind of just said. And she's like, He, he lied to me. Well, well the, man, yes. that, the man did wear terribly matched clothes with his skin tone. I and never he did really lie. fashioned oh, well. him for a truther. <laughs> I, we work together. We. He was our researcher. I was the researcher, but he was also, he was usually what gave us our tips. She's like, I'll help you if it means that we can find that little son of a bitch. So what I'm hearing is- Rika, I'm here for this energy. We've become- for it. (laughs) We're gonna kill him. We've become like black ops- <laughs> archaeologists. Black, oh Black ops communist archaeologists. I would watch that show. The I art, is, the art is for the people. The people need to see the artifacts. These are the means of history and truth. <laughs> yep, also, I got. She will now go over and help search thirteen investigations. Okay. Right. Um, oh, yeah. I got a five. What, wait, what I'm going to do is I am going to take out the loot and I am going to uh, my, my banded lyre and I am going to take a moment to play a very mournful tune 
in, in one of morning and uh, one in reprise of uh, of moving on. And um, Professor, you would know this, uh, given that it's an Orin, but it's in a dialect you might not recognize. Mm -hmm. uh, but you may recognize to be a dialect of Corvids, uh, of, of Corvid Orin specifically. Uh, and given that, so um, Rika, you have a bardic inspiration, and I'm going to do that twice, use up the last of it, to give um, Professor and Ray bardic inspiration. That's 1d8 to add to your roll. Ooh, Sweet. I rolled an 8. So now it is 21. Nice. Uh, nat 20 plus uh, whatever my fuck. What was it? Investigation? I think yes. that's yeah. plus three. All together, I would have mm. a 15. That bumps me to an 11. Cool. All right. Um, fittingly enough, with your locate object spell up, um, you are the one to find the orb first, Leon. And how you know is as you are feeling, you're sort of touching the orbs. You don't, you're not like removing them. You don't really know what that's going to do, but you're kind of just shuffling through them and you touch one of them and you just feel this almost sense of kind of like the pull that you feel whenever, um, whenever you were teleported just this this familiar shock of magic that comes from that one and you are pretty certain this oh. is it uh leon is going to breathlessly almost reverently uh cup their claws around the orb and breathlessly whisper uh axel <sighs> This is it. This is the one. And uh, she removes it from the pedestal. All right. Uh, you remove it and you just see sort of like smoke just swirling around inside of it as you're moving it. Kind of like a snow globe. Like it was just... I'm going to shake it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> inside. <sighs> okay. uh, yeah, the smoke just moves with your movements, kind of. Um, this is it. Okay, uh, grab some fakes. We'll use those. And then oh, the you don't have to tell me twice. You see everybody like shovel a bunch of fakes into a stack. The first thing we're going to do whenever we get out of here is we're going to shake down that rat bastard who tricked all of us. Uh, maybe kill him, maybe not, depending on what you'd like to do, Rika. But uh, either way, you'd be the one to do it. Go find your sister and then uh, topple the establishment. Sounds good? I, I know someone in I'm town who might be able to help us a little. As well. Right. Our researcher, the one who taught me. Down with the bourgeois. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll do that. You You guys ready? Right. Yes. She nods. All right. Thank you. How do you get out? Pharaoh does a little screech. We're gonna uh, we're gonna try the I, teleporter. I'm again. still I still have the rocks in my bags. Okay. 
I ended up not eating them. So I still have at least one. <laughs> I only ate like one of them. <laughs> I said yeet, actually. Yeet. Uh, okay. So we're all going to stand eat on the rock. Yeah. Um, so we're so all going to stand on the platform. So do we bamf back on over there? Yeah. Uh, and we're going to see if all the rocks on one and then the pickaxes and whatever. Probably a bunch of orbs, honestly. Okay, on the yeah. Other. Top of the shelf over there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so how many fake orbs are you taking? I got like a 30-pound sack. Okay, so you're taking a few. Um, <laughs> Why did uh, <laughs> Okay, so you, you get out of this room the same way you got into it. Um, putting the weight on both sides to activate the teleportation. There's only enough room for two of you at a time, but um, you, you're all four able to get back to that main chamber and um, you walk out together and you head back up towards um, the body, which um, I believe we are carrying out of here. Yeah. Would it um, I do have misty step. If it would be easier for me, would I be able to misty step through that hole, like to the other side, mm. so we wouldn't have to like squeeze the body through? Hmm. That is, because hmm. I'm pretty sure you can. I feel like you can take one person with you, but I think so. Do they have to be alive? 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 <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I'm unsure on that one. Um. Hmm. Misty step. Briefly surrounded by silvery mist, you teleport up to 30 feet to an unoccupied space that you can see. Range self. Unless it's different than what's in the player handbook. Then. Let's see what the internet says. Right, yeah. is it different for Druid? I don't think, I don't... I no, this is just, I, I, I looked it up in the player handbook. Okay. Oh. Uh, it's literally just this tiny little, like, sliver of text at the bottom. <laughs> nice. <laughs> bottom text. Yeah. Yeah, so I think it's just going to be yourself it's if you do Misty me. Step. I mean, since he's dead, does he cast an object? Because I presume that she could walk through with her clothing and belongings. Mm, that's true. So whatever she could hold. She only needed yeah, hold that, that poses the philosophical question. Is a corpse an object and is archaeology uh, grave robbing? This got deep. <laughs> I'd say it is because it's not a person anymore. Like right, I see right. other cultures who treat them in different ways. It's just yeah, I mean, it's like just a according body. to random forums that I'm looking at, they're Which, saying that a dead body is an object, but what's I don't... your what's your ruling, DM? Yeah, your this is your this is your world. Let's go for it. Uh, <laughs> cool. as, assuming you can hold on to him, so I'm gonna oh, have you. Do I need a strength check? Yes. Yeah. Okay, I'm not using my fucking strawberry dice. Fuck Wait, that dice. We I also could use so the sad. wheelbarrow, I guess. <laughs> It oh, was a hard time. Yeah. I mean, the bo- this is just to get the body through the gap, I'm assuming. Oh, right, right. Yeah. Okay, we're going to try this pink dice. Oh. Oh, no. That's a four. Oh. <laughs> I'm yeah. so used to playing strong characters. 
And now I don't. Oh, <laughs> so you're having to carry this guy's body. Yeah. So I'm say, such a good friend, Ray. <laughs> I'll say it will have to be a combination of two of you working together to maneuver his body under. Um, that, that hole you dug was pretty deep, so you'll you'll be able to get him through as long as you're working together. It'll Thank take fuck for it'll our take hole digging minutes. skills. No kidding. It'll yeah. take a few minutes. I'll, I'll help. I'll help wiggle him out. Okay. Yeah, you're smaller. Wiggle. Okay, perfect. And then you guys are all up. Um, place the body into the wheelbarrow as you're heading back towards the entrance. Oh, this poor guy. <laughs> How are we getting up? Yep, you're asking yourself that question as you're approaching said entrance. Okay. What we can do is... This just got very weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> One of us climbs up. Um, ties it off, maybe, or something. A pull. A I mean, remember, I can fly. So I could, hypothetically, DM allowing, have, one, have, him on the, have him on a rope, and I could, like, float up very and, slowly and kind and guide? of yeah guide and <laughs> I'd say yes it would definitely take some time um, in the arms of an angel incredibly morbid. so morbid the arms <laughs> of a kangaroo in the arms of the parrot <laughs> I would so say, uh, <laughs> I would say yes. It would take some time, but that would be the best manner to safely get the body. Yeah. Um, okay. So we'll say as you guys are um, all climbing out of this hole, um, it is almost sunset now, and um, you sit in this trench. Um, what is your first plan of action? Now that you are out. Well, <sighs> well I think this is so. just me, but I don't think we can bring a dead body into town. Uh, Leon, once again, uh, waves a hand down their body and disguises uh, himself. Uh, well, now he, given that the guard guy was a guy. <laughs> Uh, disguises himself as this guard guy and uh, says, uh, well, if you need an escort through town, then uh, I can give it to you. And then we'll go out into the woods and then we'll put him to rest. How uh, so far, like how long is that to get from where we are to actually like outside of town into... Um, you can actually probably get to, not deep into the woods, but you could get into the woods before heading into town if you go the opposite direction. Can we find oh. a portion of woods that overlooks the ocean? Um, absolutely. This is, you're very close to the docks. Um, it would probably take you, it would probably take you into nightfall to actually find this area, but I would say That's yes. Fine. What I'm about the um, what about the dungeon that she first shifted on? That um, 
the first dungeon they dealt together would that be close-ish um, or pretty far away that would probably be pretty okay pretty far away just checking i don't remember i didn't know where things would you call well we could we could make the journey after you know uh, yeah basically we can hop into like a little sort of epilogue scenes kind of yeah scene hopping right. so yeah sounds um, good to me yeah you guys just narrate to me how uh how this burial goes so um leon is going to escort them through the city if anyone asks questions you know this this man died of uh died before his time uh rika i, I assume you're no longer a dinosaur at this point um, she can, she does walk around the city like this sometimes, especially when other, with other people, but... Oh, okay, um, so this isn't an unusual sight. At least the way I wrote it, uh, D- DM seemed fine with it, the way yeah. I wrote my backstory, because she... would get some attention, but especially with a guard escorting. Yeah, because I'm, like, body. I'm wearing obvious, like, man-made, well, person-made clothing and stuff, like, um... She would, Rika would briefly, like, kind of lead, lead you guys off a little bit, or leave you and then go off a little bit to um, speak to someone else who also lives in the city. And she brings back, like, a, a small, kind of slim-looking older woman um, uh, who she introduces to you as Melinda, uh, the, who's apparently the person she had mentioned before, a, a bookseller who had originally taught um, Rika how to read and had the bookshop where she had met Ramel. Um, and she had explained the situation um, and then continues on with you guys. Right. Well, uh, so so we would go out into the city, uh, out of the city and into the forest. Uh, and as we go into the forest, um, uh, Ashinai is going to shift back uh into uh her actual self and uh say well um if you would like we can bury him here or we could uh cremate him uh to bring back to your sister uh however you want to do this she just kind of shakes her head lightly just return just bury just return to the earth it's what my what my teacher taught me. Good, good. The woods. Uh, well, given that we have the pickaxe and the shovel, uh, yeah, and she has claws get, and also both of those. <laughs> we get to digging. All right. Yeah. Is this pre-archaeology? <laughs> <laughs> we're making the graves instead of robbing um, them as, for, as for later archaeologists. As we're burying him, and I see after we finish, uh, the professor is going to sort of raise his staff and cast thaumaturgy and just sort of you all hear in this air like the sound of various dinosaurs sort of hooting and lowing and crying out um and he sort of like shakes his staff a couple times when you hear thunder as well um and uh, Leon, after we're done digging, is going to play a very solemn but uh, almost loving. Um, uh, what is it called? Ode, mm. one might say. And um, as as it finishes, 
Rika, would you uh, be the one to bury your husband? Yeah, she would finish putting in the dirt and stuff. And afterwards, she would kind of stand there and uh, take out a small scrap of paper of parchment she had in the palm. It's just a s- small snippet of something that's written. Uh, and she reads out a... It's it's not quite music, and it's not quite just a, a, a poem. She says it with a bit of rhythm. Um, just some very beautiful words from a ancient... Um, like some something she had found on one of their digs together that was like a a very loving kind of ode similarly um afterwards she just bows her head uh here here's a sample by the way on on the youtubes of uh what a bowed liar sounds like and particularly a uh funeral uh song on the liar uh, but uh, as you finish out with your poetry, and uh, Leon actually changes the rhythm to match yours, uh, and um, as as the song and the poem finishes, uh, he says, uh, well, I'm sorry for your loss, and I'm glad we were able to put him to rest. Uh, and then uh, she says, well, you ready to get the bastard who did this? She kind of like takes a a breath and goes, "Okay, he's gonna pay." Let's go. And uh, so we head back into the city. Uh, yes, is, it is. Is this a, is this agreed upon, uh, Professor um, uh, Ray? Are y'all down for murder? <laughs> I mean, torture. Yes, murder. I'll let you decide. We might need to leave the city quickly because I may or may not set the museum on fire. Uh, but I don't know. It's a 50 50. I'm going to flip a coin, see how I feel after uh, sort of. Channels quitting, the spirit of tin. Quitting. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you guys go do you. I'm going to go deal with this. <laughs> and you see the professor uh, very like with purpose um in the background you hear the jojo's theme start uh, <laughs> as he starts marching <laughs> towards <laughs> approaching me uh marching towards uh the museum ready to to uh meadow no, yeah music. you actually hear it on the boat liar <laughs> all of a sudden the professor is just a very ripped anime man <laughs> It's just a very rich anime man with the parrot head. <laughs> very funny. Uh, so, so we're going to go kill this guy. And... First off, first off, a question professor. First. Professor. Yes. yes. How do you leave this museum? Hard cut. You're heading towards the museum. Yeah. How are you walking away from it? So I will say, I think you guys are all up on the hills. You might be heading down to see what's going on. Um, you smell smoke. <gasps> Um, and you guys look and you just see, uh, that one of the wings of the museum is on fire. Uh, and you see a very small figure. The professor has actually dragged Mr. Merriweather out of the museum and has like flung him down on the steps and has one of his scimitars at his throat. And, uh, 
you guys aren't there, but cinematically, uh, the professor is just looking at uh, Mr. Merriweather and he like pulls out his badge and goes, for so long, I thought I was doing good. And you were having me do so many terrible things. And he just like throws the badge down and then just just slits Mr. Merriweather's throat on the steps <gasps> oh, of the Murder! 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 Yeah, he is uh, kind of directly responsible for what happened. <laughs> and that I just freeze frame of just that moment in an anime when like shadowy eyes just like yeah. just and you just see like Era is processing so much of like what's happening. He like looks at his scimitar and is like, you can see like he wants to drop it, but then he like wipes it on uh, Mr. Merriweather's robes and just <laughs> sheaths it and walks away. And walks. wow, I'm losing my shit. <laughs> All right, the rest of you, you, I assume, are walking into Zoller McKeel's office yeah yeah all right you you step in it is the middle of the night um but the door is unlocked and you walk in and you see zoller mckeel sitting at his desk um seems to be kind of going through some notes and as you walk in narrate for me how this chapter ends Rika would would stand right up to him and like she is no longer because normally she's a very quiet, shy kind of individual, laid back. So that's how he normally would interact with her. Right now, all her feathers are like pluffed up and her wing feathers are like spread out a bit. She looks very large compared to what she normally does. Um, and she is kind of like like jump. She literally like just jumps straight from the floor onto the table and nice. glares at him like like this. What did you do? And so she have him question. Make an intimidation check with advantage. Oh, please. Yeah, are that's big... with the advantage is fair. I would also be afraid if a dinosaur was going <laughs> at me. Yeah, I'd be very scared. Ooh. One of them is 21. You know, I think that other one is 11. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, you see, you see Zoller immediately just like straighten up in his chair, and he kind of tries to scoot back. Um, Leon's behind him. <laughs> nice. Okay, uh, tries to scoot back, and you just stop his chair, and he just sits there staring at you, and he doesn't actually say anything, but you know by the look in his eyes that he knows that you know. Uh-huh. <laughs> exactly <laughs> what he did. She like she does what slow. he did. I don't know if any of you have ever had chickens or something. Oh, they make oh, a very. Yes. I know. If you go yes. when they're trying to sit on like something and they screech at you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She does this like very at first this very low like hissy sound that slowly turns into one of those loud, terrifying screeches. Only gets way worse because she is five feet tall. <laughs> yeah, I don't like that. Leon puts his hands on his shoulders on either side, dagger in hand, and leans in and uh, says, good sir, 
Who is this A character? You would do best to tell both of us. Okay, so you see he looks a little nervous now and he says, I, I don't, I don't know. He was working with him, not me. I just found out. Who's he? Ramel, he was working with this A character. I don't know. I don't know who he is. I just found out he was going to take the orb or was hired by him. I, I don't know. I didn't ask questions. Do you know what he looks like? Yeah, go ahead and make an inside check. Um, you asked if he knows what um, A looks like? Yes. No idea. The first, All right. the first he heard of A was on that paper. I got a dirty 20. Dirty 20? Um, he seems frightened, and if he doesn't tell the truth, he knows that you'll kill him. So he seems to be being truthful. And What's how do you life? think I may go about finding out who this A character is? I don't know. You know as much as I do. Well, that's a shame. Rika, what do you suppose we do with this man? Uh, she's just like, like, like her muscles are like tensing a little bit once in a while because she's like very focused and oh, most uh, of the time she looks very civilized, very polished. Right now you can see the animal is not something you would normally see and He's kind of got his um, hands up, and he's like, Rika? Oh, uh, and before that, one last question. Why did you kill him? He, his, his face kind of blinks for a second, and uh, he doesn't take his eyes off of Rika because he's terrified right now. Dinosaur. Like, you're holding on to his shoulders, but he's still just, he's looking cautiously at Rika, trying to still calm her if he can um uh while also answering i don't like traitors all right rika do with him what you will wow because he might take it to someone else you can see he's starting to his blood starting to boil a little bit um at at this and you see his hands kind of clench as he's he was holding them up and then they kind of clench and he's just very uncomfortable right now and um there's just a little part of like the corner of his eye that twitches just barely and he says i don't like traitors we had a deal she hisses long. She's like, I may have looked like an elf to you, but you do not mess with anyone I care about. Um, and I believe this is where she tears out his throat. <laughs> oh, like with a claw or with like... Yeah, claw or mouth. Just mouth. She is... There's everything. Just lunges she's, down. She is lost. What, like, pretty much the only thing she cared about in this world. She rips out his throat and tosses his body aside. <laughs> All right. Uh, just flings your head uh, 
flings his head or your head, his body flings over, lands on the ground, the throat kind of still in your mouth, you just drop it down. Um, and then silence. Ray, were you doing anything during? Were you just kind of- mostly standing in the door in case he bolted. Gotcha. Uh, Leon is- uh, Pants a little bit, she. The, the adrenaline's still high. <laughs> Uh, Ashina is going to uh, circle around and uh, kind of um, warily uh, move towards Rika. Rika, you okay? She kind of like she is still really intense for a moment. She like she her gaze flips to you with a very still like the 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 adrenaline and the bloodlust. But then, then it like kind of fades away after a moment. She kind of shakes her head, and her it's feathers me. slowly start unruffling. It's Tashina. You good? She just does a nod. It's... Good. All right, let's get out of here. Okay. I can't believe he. That's why. Yeah, he was an asshole. Um, you want to see if he's got gold? I'm sure he intended on paying us. She kind of shrugs. Well, I suppose, and like an idea could occur her. I suppose it could help with f- facilitating the s- sister's healing. And then she like starts ruffling through things. Like this bastard's gonna pay. <laughs> yeah, you'll find some gold on his body, but you know where they actually, where he actually kept the gold in the back as well. So you go, you guys can walk out of here with a good chunk of gold. Fuck, she yeah. will do that. She will rifle through every little known storage place she knows he has or suspects he might have. All right, so here, here's my question. Do you all leave town together? I would say so. I we're, mean, we're all we're, like brothers in crime now. I imagine all, everyone is at, like, I'll show up at Zoller's and you guys just see an entirely different professor. Like, he still had, he like, you can see there's like blood splatter on, on his clothes. There's the smell of smoke. Um, it's the middle of the night and lightning is seen off in the distance. Uh, a low rumble of thunder. The lightning flashes. You see the professor in the doorway. <laughs> <laughs> there is a shadow upon his usually this. cheery demeanor. He's changed, and not uh, for the better. Shani says, um, "Professor, are are you okay? What happened?" Seeing the look in his eyes, Ricky just gives him like kind of a knowing nod and turns to Where? pat her like her after. Considering that I'm a museum on fire. And I just murdered my boss. Uh, <laughs> oh. I'd say I'm going to need a lot of alcohol to process this. So who feels like a trip to the tropics? I think that's a perfect uh, place to end. That is a perfect idea. <laughs> <laughs> that is, um, yes. Who feels like a, tri- a trip to the tropics just... Freeze frame. Yep. Freeze frame. And up, credits. Freeze frame. <laughs> up, like eighties power ballad begins. Oh, wow. I'm liking oh, the eighties music theme coming on here.
Yes, yes, yes. Agreed. And don't you <laughs> forget <laughs> about me. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Fuck. Oh. That went wow. That was a that was a ride. Holy fuck. <laughs> that <laughs> was a ride. I that went way deeper than I was expecting. Amanda did murder. I mean, murder is pretty common for RPGs, but like the emotional ride every single one of us took. This wasn't a murder because we had to. This was a vengeance quest. Yes. (laughs) Oh, that was was insane. Uh, There was a brief moment during the reveal, as far as everyone's lying, of, uh, (laughs) wow, is... uh, is Ashani about to go uh, evil on this bench? <laughs> was there was a moment where I was like, oh shit, is everyone going to start fighting? I know, yeah. I was like, are we going to do PvP? I've never done PvP in our So, I playtested this with my home game players. I want to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, oh, come no. on in. Hell yeah. No, yeah, join. Come on, come on. <laughs> I'm coming. Hello. so we we play tested this and all i did was take your guys as like ac and hp and then your basic class with like just a basic amount of damage that you would do in a round and um i gave everybody their secret but everybody already knew like i was like all right so they're each gonna have secrets uh one of them knows this one of them knows this one of them knows this and so we just play tested the teleportation room and uh everybody died oh my everybody god everybody died. died two people died because two of them were running to get out and uh they caved in the tunnel behind them oh <laughs> just caved in the tunnel behind uh, both of wow. them got out and then immediately turned on each other uh i had a dagger in my shoulder <laughs> Oh a knife in your back, God. one might um, say. But it's fine. I got away with it. You were playing Rika's part, yes, I believe. I was. Yeah. And oh! Ryan was playing the professor's part? The professor. Correct. Oh, yeah. who died first? I, so it must have been us that died Same first. time. Same cave-in killed both of yep. you. So, oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. and oh, That's uh, disastrous. It was Ripashani. absolutely bananas. I, I was just, I was like that. And then uh, in the street, uh, Ryan, my brother Ryan was like um, trying to get her to hand it over. And she, she was like, no, basically. And then Zoller came up and was like, is there a problem? Oh. They didn't know anything about the body because we just skipped over that for the play test. Uh, Zoller, like was, Zoller was like, is there a problem? And then her and Zoller left with I'm the like, artifact. There's, there's a blade on my shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, that's God. wonderful. It was oh, God. God. A, a complete opposite direction. Yeah. Not oh, only yeah. did we all survive, we killed everyone else. And you <laughs> and we, stayed and together we... as a team. And I was like, yeah. oh my gosh. You know, we really trauma bonded, I think. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yes. We did. You know what else? You know what else I think? Yeah. I think this needs a part two. Oh, <laughs> I could do that. I, <laughs> Fuck yeah! My, fe- my, my feathery ball of doom is ready to... <laughs> like I mean, several, you're all together. Several months later in the tropics, 
the professor. We go on vacation. Yep. After all that, multi-classes or before work two, the crew, the crew on vacation. The professor is into barbarian. He's gotten super ripped. This is little three foot tall, just bundle of just absolutely like I he looks like the same size he looked like when we met him but there's yes. no longer a backpack it's all <laughs> just muscle just it's pure just muscle, muscle. Wait, and he still I can see you go back to the docks and meet your man uh yeah yes. take him with you i just okay. come back you're a different and man though no. right minotaur, my, yes minotaur. minotaur with me we uh, oh yes the, we i go to his house and i say you're coming with me there, big boy. And just <laughs> grab a boat. And this manager is like, uh, okay. And we just go to the tropics. Right. Perfect. Wow, it's going to be we great. Go to Tahiti. Right. We, we start, can go. We just start decolonizing everything. Of course. <laughs> we, could, we could do a few months later. We could even do a couple of years later, depending on what we wanted to do. Just because it, it's, it's in this one shot format, which allows us so much versatility with how, how experimental we want to go. Which, I, I which mean, is why I played a raptor who is literally a druid who can wild shape into an elf. <laughs> I was, I did not. That was I was so, so confused, and then I was like, "Oh my god!" Also, the moment when we all realized the teleportation magic. Like, <laughs> that was so good. The teleporter. The teleporter was amazing. Yeah. Wow, also, that was awesome. Was Leon's name that. supposed to be Chameleon? Yes, <laughs> you got it. <laughs> he was a chameleon. Uh, her actual name is Ashani, and uh, basically, her thing is that she uh, disguises herself and infiltrates uh, bands of archaeological teams to make sure that they're not um, being colonizing bitches. And if they are, gun noise. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Cool. That's it. I love that's, it. That's that's the character concept. Oh, I'm so proud of her. I said, "Wow, good for her." <laughs> also, um, Professor, what a character arc! No, <laughs> wow, really? that went so many directions. You started <laughs> as the most innocent character, and then just my whole murder. corruption arc. <laughs> wow, I'm that was dragging her down the stairs, and I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and like uh in and from ashani being leon that's kind of straight laced uh no business to oh i uh i i will kill you all without hesitation actually to uh get what i uh want i said wow what are what are our character alignments i don't know if i know anymore <laughs> they all changed <laughs> Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> Whoops. Yeah. Like well, that's crazy. Yeah. Rika had that moment where, like, it was like, "Are you gonna go?" Because with with Zalar, it was kind of like, "Are you gonna do the right? Are you gonna do what most people consider the right thing, or are you going to kill the bastard?" <laughs> it's like that was that long moment on the table. It's mostly just deciding where she was. Yeah. Right. You know right. What? No. She doesn't care. My my next character will be the child of the professor and the Minotaur. So it will be a half Minotaur, half oh, I don't wonderful. even want to know what that looks like. And also, like, I have come to exact my father's revenge. <laughs> as soon as um, Rika said that that was her husband, after the reveal that Rika was actually a Velociraptor, I was like, her husband married a Velociraptor. 
Good for him. <laughs> what a Good great he's just job. Totally human. As far as I was told, he's just human. So. Oh, right, right. That's, uh, yeah. he literally... that's wild. <laughs> what a guy. He met what her a... as an elf. So. But, right, yeah. right, right. But and... soon after, like a few months later, they went on their first dig because uh, he had met her when looking for, for researching materials for, you know, the artifact hunting he was doing. And that's how they initially met. And then he was like, wait, because she grew up in the forest around. So he's like, wait, you actually know the land better than I do. So why don't you come with me on one of these? Oh, they met as a team. That's sad. Yeah. So when they were in, so when they went diving, because she she can only have wild shape. She can wild shape for two hours at a time, twice a day, which means she can do it for four hour chunks. So they went in when she was, like she met him there and they went in as an elf but she was um at some point she at some point passed out from blood loss after um attack and shifted back in her sleep and he didn't leave like he's like okay my friend is actually a raptor cool (laughs) and after that they just became a team and eventually got married at least at least you find that out while you're still friends. That would be a kind of a yikes to find out after you get married. That that's one of the things yeah. you talk about before you get married. Uh, yeah. You know, do you want kids? Uh, how do you are feel you a about- raptor? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> are you secretly a raptor? <laughs> hey, babes, are either of you secretly a raptor? <laughs> no. Oh, that's good. I'm so glad. <laughs> Was that with no context? Yeah. <laughs> they were fine with that? Good. Cool, cool. Yeah, cool. I love them. Wow. Absolutely. That was really fun. And I, I think a part two might be in order. I think that sounds great. I was already like, I mentioned it, what, today? I was like, if they all live, maybe we can do a part two. <laughs> no, I part love this. Two. It was very, very well paced and it was very engaging and just right. Every, everybody's so performance was amazing. This was a lot wow. of fun. Yeah. So much fun. I, I'm imagining I'm imagining probably a few months of vacation and lying low. Uh, but also given that they have a mission, and also I'm sure there's gonna be something in the tropics, you know, because um as Professor was saying, you know, he has his culture, uh yeah. and that's being lost gradually through assimilation, forced or otherwise. And then um I, I, I'm imagining like a series of like one shots and that like oh yeah. I just a- realized a while. I can roll up my Minotaur as a sidekick. Ooh, Aww. that could be cool. Uh, I, I honestly would be really interested in seeing one spate like like uh, seeing the next one shot be like a few years ahead. Like not not like oh, yeah, oh yeah. twenty years later, but like five six years ahead. Give him some serious time to do a couple things. Like, I, we could think, all figure out what those things would be, but, like, I feel like it'd be really interesting because normally with campaigns and one-shots, you're just like, okay, a couple months pass. And like, yeah, right, right, right. That would be just so interesting to play with, like, the time jump. Yeah. yeah. Them all and I imagine and- that's something that uh, could be done, especially given the scale of it. Like, a lot of yeah. time's going to be spent traveling, and then also, like, it's going to be time in between where we get tip-offs, you know. So, like... Yeah. And depending on how elaborate we get, like, because you're, sorry, because uh, you're, like, your whole chick was literally blend in infiltrate, so, like, that takes time. So, yeah. and the professor was kind of doing some of that, so, like, if we kind of 
took on more of that take, then every operation would become long. So <laughs> as an operation, it's, the op it's operation archaeology. Well, now the uh, the time in between would be long, even though the operations would be relatively short. Now yeah. I just got to go to Raul and be like, okay, Raul, I need you to edit our minis to like reflect their changes. <laughs> oh, right. Um, I, I need... also do uh, character art. So if y'all want, uh, I love the pixel portraits. I think those make really good like, um, oh like so minis. Good. And yeah, I can do uh, character portraits. That would be uh, very cool. Wow. Part Can't two. You... Yeah. <laughs> we. I will get to working on some ideas, and I'll definitely yeah. love to do that. I'll see you around. <laughs> uh, it was great uh, playing with you guys. Yeah, I'm gonna Yay. go get some dinner fantastic. Now. Yeah, it's really hot in my room. I'm gonna... <laughs> it's so hot over here with this. I'm dying. I, uh, I don't even know how what flesh my face is, <laughs> I've been, and I've, I've been, been fighting so doing this for 20 minutes. <laughs> you know, I'm in New go. England, so it's not really that bad, all things considered. But, right. but go yeah, cool I down. Go get food. Go get rest. And don't uh, put ice bag on your head. Yeah, yeah, of course. I'll be back. I'll take a cold shower, maybe. Yeah, I'll uh, see y'all around. Yay. All right. Thanks, Gary, uh, so much for running this for us. Yes, yes thank, thank you. you. I'm so, so thankful good. for doing this. Thank you for playing. Yeah. yeah, thanks for having us. Bye, guys. It was nice to meet you. Yeah, you as nice well. To meet all you guys, too. Goodbye. Catch you later. Everyone's going to slowly disappear. I'm going to, the, the old the lady's going to talk.